My boy, we back. Yeah, man, we back. We back again. We back. Hey, remember, uh, I got some breaking news for you, though. Um, it's one person I said I would never talk about again on this show. You know what I'm saying? I, I just didn't want to hear his name. You know, the dude was foolish. But Black, I got breaking news. I'm man, on, bro. I'm on, Black. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say shout out AB real quick. Man, oh, hell no, man. I just made him a goal. I just made him a goal. I just made him a goal. Shout out AB, dog. Really, bro? Yeah, I'm old. Oh, man. I'm old, man. Fred and him went you too and liking the song, man. They try to slow me up. I gotta talk to Fred, man, about this one, man. This thing here is trash, man. It be probably got the hottest record out right now. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Are you you for real? The video, the video hard. You can't be for real right now, bro. You can't be. So just shout out to AB real quick, man, for blessing. No, I'm not finna do that, bro. Shout out that nigga to get some help, man. All right. Alright man, alright, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk Of course, once again, I'm your man's Deja L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists And this your man Black, we back for another episode, one of your favorite sportsologists Yes sir, yes sir, so this is Mr. Stephen A. Usher us in please sir His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. <laughs> Live on television, baby. Never, never get sold. Never get sold, man. Never get sold. Yeah, man. So we back. We back. We back, man. We, we always gotta let the sacks finish out, man. It'd be kind of disrespectful if I just cut it off. What you think, Blake? Right? Just, just let it play out, man. Tearful. Yeah, yeah. Man, where young Kyrie at, man? What's going on, man? Where he at? It's Reduce Lunch Sports. Young Kyrie, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, sir, so we back one more time, one more time for the sports. This episode 41. All right, we are back in the building. A whole lot to cover today. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday took place. We have a new king. We have a new face of the NFL, and his name is Sir Patrick Mahomeboy. All right, so we're going to talk about him uh, in just a second. Here we go, get into the NBA uh, we're going to talk Lamar Jackson's unanimous MVP, All-Star. We're going to talk uh, Lakers. We're going to talk Kobe tributes. Uh, we're going to run into the uh, UFC, big fight this weekend there. We're going to talk a little WWE as well. And uh, we're going to close out with some other news, man. But we got a special guest in the building today all the way. I call him Euro. Uh, call him uh, Euro for a long time now. Uh, I got my bro, my brother-in-law uh, in the building. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Hunt is in the building. So, Jimmy, uh, introduce yourself, man, and uh, let them know what you're about, man. Yeah, my name is Jimmy Hunt. Uh, my sister is Consuela, married to uh, Dedrick. Um, I play basketball. I've been playing my whole life, basically. Um, I went to a small school in New Hampshire, and then my career took me to Europe. I was in Europe for 14 years. I played all over Europe. Uh, I just retired this year, actually. Mm -hmm. So now I'm chilling. I'm at the crib. But uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm training kids now. I have individual trainings. I have camps. That's and, uh, yeah, we're doing, we doing some good things over there. I'm still in, Bul- I'm in Bulgaria, actually. My wife is from Bulgaria. Right. And uh, I'm living there now and doing my thing over there. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So we're definitely glad to have Mr. Jimmy Hunt in the building. We're going to get his uh, NBA basketball expertise here uh, in, in a few. Uh, but, you know, we're going to kick off the show uh, like we always do, man. So, Black, you're going to love this one, man. Uh, the sound of the week. Uh, it's a throwback, man. Uh, I think you're going to appreciate this one, sir. So here's our sound of the week this week. What did you think about the fight? What you, I beat him. Everybody <laughs> out there know I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. I controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. You averaged eight punches. Less than eight punches was the most punches that you had in the round, and it seemed as though you couldn't get it close like, enough. It already sounded like you was against me. So I already ain't, I already, I already ain't got a fair shake talking to you. But let me talk something. Let me let y'all know. I want to thank the whole hood who came out here. I love y'all. <laughs> I did this for the hood. Y'all know I beat that boy. Y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to, what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again with Pacquiao and um, Floyd. But it's cool. I ain't worrying about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top. Cincinnati, stand up. West side. Two, five. You're three, three, and one in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey, I'm three, three, and one in my last seven, but I'll be seven, no against you. Well, that wouldn't mean much. That's the end of this interview. Oh, my bruh, God. You talk about listen. some funny, bro. Look here, man. Like, bro. Yes, bro. Every time I see that, man, I just start dying, bro. Like, it never gets old, man. Listen, bro. That was Adrian Bronner after he got just shellacked by Manny Pacquiao a couple years back. Was it last year? No, like two years ago. Yeah, about a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, like two years so, ago. So uh, I saw the sound clip on Twitter, man. I said, man, I got to grab this yeah, uh, yeah, for the yeah. sound of the week, man, because yeah. that boy was bugging, man. He swears up and down he beat Manny Pacquiao. No way. Uh, but he did him. not beat Manny Pacquiao in, <laughs> in the least bit, man. So uh, we're going to post, again, I know I've been promising, we're going to post the sound of the week clip on our Instagram. All right, so y'all can see it visually. I think seeing it visually makes it even more funny. All right, uh, but we definitely going to uh, post that there. All right, so we're going to transition into our top five, a uh, very popular segment here at the Sports Desk. And uh, before we get rolling, because I was tripping uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah, so yeah, we let's was, get the theme bro. music going, man. All right, so we are back for our top five. And this week, we're going to give our top five coaches. Coaches, no matter what sport they're in, who we gravitated towards a fan of, our fans of, all right, this week's top five. So, all right, Black, what's up? Talk to me, man. Yeah, man. your top five coaches all time? We're going to get right into it, man. At number five, I got uh, Terry Francona. If no one knows who that is, that is the former uh, Boston Red Sox coach who led them to two World Series mm. championships, and also he co- he's the he's the manager for the Cleveland Indians uh, right now. Uh, At number four, I got Greg Popovich, one of the great uh, NBA coaches of okay. all time. You know, still coaching on the sideline. Okay. At number three, I got Dabo Sweeney. Uh, oh, cool. Last uh, two out of three national championships the last five years. 
uh, up and coming guy, uh, the coach, the coach, all the kids want to go to school and play for. At number two, I got Mike, Coach K, the great Coach K. So mm. uh, nothing to be said about that. And at number one, I had the greatest of all time, the best to do it in my eyes, Coach Bobby Bowden. Okay. I was yeah. about to say, boy, we and you gonna have to have a talk, boy, if, uh, <laughs> if that wasn't on there. Okay, cool. So my top five coaches of all time, my number five, I got Doc Rivers. All right, Doc Rivers, his passion. Um, he be screaming out on the floor. He's just so invested, man, and, and and trying to make his team better. And I like how he talk in his interviews. You know, he's never dissing nobody. He's always talking about the game, pushing the culture forward with basketball. So he's number five. For me, number four, Mike Tomlin. I think he's one of the best leaders in sports. Um, he's been with the Pittsburgh Steelers for almost 15 years now. Mm-hmm. You know, Super Bowl champion there. But, like, the job he did this year, that team was terrible. They had yeah. four different quarterbacks. They and they, uh, they was knocking out the door, almost making the playoffs. Uh, number three, the great Jimmy Johnson, former Dallas Cowboy head coach. He was the only one who can keep all of those personalities in check from Dion to Michael Irvin to Emmett to Troy, Larry Allen, uh, just so many big, big personalities in Dallas. And we got two Super Bowls out of it. You know what I'm saying? Back-to-back Super yeah. Bowls out of it, man. So shout-out Jimmy Johnson. Uh, number two, Phil Jackson. All right, the triangle, man. Innovative uh, offensive mind. Him and uh, Tex Winters created that offense and brought it to the league. And uh, – it was a it was a decade after decade system, you know. Three with Mike, come back, get another three with Mike, get an, uh three with uh with the Lakers. They come back and get another two with the Lakers, man. And you know he lost two finals as well. But um, if you can change the game like that with that kind of system, you got to be on this list. And I'm who one all time. I'm with you, Black. The great, <laughs> the great Bobby Bowden. What he did for Florida State. Florida State was unknown. They wasn't on the map. No one ever heard of him. But when Bobby got in there, he infiltrated that program and rose into greatness. Uh, multiple national champion. Uh, in it, season in and season out. Started off top five. Ended in top five. You know what I'm saying? Some of the great players came through there as well. So that. Uh, is my top five. So good list, Black. Good yeah, list. Yeah, so of course, yeah, man. Uh, any of our listeners out there, y'all want to give y'all input on your favorite coaches from any team, any sport, does not matter. Uh, y'all hit us up, man, and uh, we'll read it off on the show next week. All right, so we're going to transfer into our tweet of the week. So, Black, last night was the Super Bowl, man. We had a coronation. You know, last week. So I'm going to read a couple of tweets. And this first one is from, from Stephen A. Smith. In the end, Jimmy G couldn't get couldn't, couldn't get it done. But the real culprit here is Kyle Shanahan. From the beginning, from being the offensive coordinator with a 28-3 lead in 2016, and then the head coach for this Super Bowl team, he went away from the run. He have he has been outscored. Check this out: 46 to nothing in both fourth quarter and overtime to his two Super Bowls. So guess who replied to Stephen A? The great Freddie Bricks uh, replied to Stephen A. Smith. He said, you can't do this dance every time you're wrong, Stephen A. Because Stephen A picked the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. He said, the way you, uh, he said, the way the UFC called you out for being wrong, just realize, bro, it's okay to be wrong. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time. That's what Fred said. And one last tweet from Nick Wright from FS1. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has started 36 NFL games. Listen to this, Black. He's already won an MVP. 
He's a quarterback of a top five score office in NFL history. He's led the fourth greatest playoff comeback ever in one quarter. One quarter, okay. He's led the second greatest comeback in Super Bowl history, and he is also a Super Bowl MVP in only two full seasons played in the NFL. Shout out, yeah, man. Shout out, uh, Life Pablo. You get that on iTunes, Spotify, all that, man. Shout out, yeah. All right, so uh, let's transition, man, to our first topic. Super Bowl, what was it, 47? What was the last night? Like Super Bowl 47? No, I think I don't 50 know. 50-something, man. 57? Yeah, oh, yeah 50, the 50-season already yeah, had. I'm tripping. You, yeah, I'm tripping. Yeah, Peyton won 50. Yeah, yeah man. 57. Sorry. Yeah. Super Bowl 57 took place last night in Miami Gardens, Florida. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they took care of business. So, Black, let's get into the game, man. What you thought about the game, the flow of the game, uh, just your total, you know, your mindset of what you saw last night. Man, uh, the game was great, man. Everything about the game was great. Highly competitive. Um, I was locked in from from kickoff. Um, we had a lot of back and forth in this game. It was a lot of a lot of ups and downs in this game, but um, in the end, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, got the, got the job done. And um, shout out to uh, I don't think a lot of people are giving him credit. And I started to tweet this, tweet this last night, and I should have. But Damian Williams played a hell of a game, man. Absolutely. Like, a, a lot of people not giving him the credit he deserves. Probably should for this be MVP. He, yes, I, and I totally agree with you. I think he should have been the MVP. No disrespect to Pat Mahomes, but right, 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 right. we've seen some, some struggles out of him that we've never seen in the Super Bowl game. Not saying that he's not great. He's not saying that he's, the, he's not the best quarterback in the league, but Pat Mahomes struggled in his game. We know he had to, you know – make the plays to come up, you know, to get the ball down the field. But if it wasn't for that run game and Damian Jones, we could be talking about something totally different. Damian Williams. But uh then Damian yeah. Williams, yeah. So uh yeah man, it was it was exciting, man, um, to see how can uh San Fran defense came to play, man. They came they came out to play and yeah. they just couldn't they just couldn't hold them off, man. Like no lead is safe when you're playing against Kansas City Chiefs. No lead. Like it don't matter how many points you up by, you literally gotta like <laughs> Kill these boys, man, to beat them. Like, cause it's ridiculous, man. Like, uh, what we watching <clears throat> for them all this playoffs down twenty four, uh, against uh Houston, down seventeen to uh Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then down ten to San Fran and come back and win the Super Bowl. But yeah, man, I enjoyed everything about the Super Bowl. Shout out to Andy Reid for finally getting that ring. Big one Reed. of the one of the best coaches of all time in the NFL. He Big deserves Reed. it. I hope he. I hope they go back to back and he can get another one because oh, okay. that's all his career need is rings now. So he didn't did everything else he could do. And uh, I want to shout out uh, one of my coworkers. He said he said something about Philly fans. He said, Philly fans gonna feel like they won this because Andy Reid is the coach. You didn't win, yeah. <laughs> but you didn't win, yeah. Philly fans. Eagles you didn't fans, win. You didn't win. <laughs> you didn't win. But yeah, man, uh, it was a great game, man. I enjoyed everything about it. Yeah, well, it was it was a pretty good game. Uh, it kind of didn't go to it. Well, not kind of. It did not go the way that I anticipated it. Thought it'd be a much high scoring game. I had like a thirty eight thirty six final score with the Chiefs winning. Uh, but um, the 49ers bothered Patrick Mahomes the first three quarters of the game. He threw two interceptions uh, before we got to the fourth quarter. Um, his final numbers were twenty six for forty two, two eighty six through the air, two tubs, two picks, um, and that second pick was careless. Um, he didn't have to throw it. I know he was trying to make a play. Trying to make something happen. His team was yeah. down 10 going into the fourth quarter. Legitimately, you don't want to be in that situation against a great defense. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
But I, I hear people saying Damian Williams, Damian Williams, Damian Williams. He had a hell of a game. 17 carries, 104 on the ground, one tub, 6.1 a clip. But when you needed a play, when you needed to score, what happened? He scored. He scored 14 in the fourth quarter like it was nobody's business. The 49ers defense looked clueless in a matter of five minutes. It's, it looked like they figured out Mahomes in the second quarter, in the third quarter. They had him figured out. They had him running. He was, you know, missing receivers. Like, they, they looked like they had him, but they didn't. They did it. That just shows his greatness, how he adjusted the play calling with Andy Reid as well. That combination got it done. And when you look at transcendent athletes, you could tell last night that he is that. I seen a lot of commentators saying he could be the Michael Jordan of the NFL. Mm. Like, when Jordan was down, I get it. When he was down in these finals games to close out teams, he didn't let it happen. Every game that the Bulls had to close out to win the title, they had to come back. They had to come back to get it done because Michael said so pretty much. And that's what Mahomes did yesterday. That's what he did in the playoffs as well. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think it was an overall good game, but the exciting part, of course, didn't take place until the fourth quarter. I think that Kansas City defense, they was real in all game. Yeah. They, they was, was reeling all They game. was on their toes the, uh, the whole a lot of that game, game. man. Yeah, the yeah. Whole, and shout out uh, Honey Badger, man. He made a lot of big plays that could have been bust open. Debo Sam, uh, oh, Sanders yeah. was. He's going to be a problem. He, he was a man a last night, but he couldn't bust one open. Mm. Because when you got back there to that the third level of the defense, who was there? Honey Badger, bringing him down. He missed yeah. no tackles, man. So yeah. shout out to the Chiefs defense for bending but not breaking. And then, of course, getting the game-clinching interception. Uh, in the fourth quarter from Garoppolo. But I want to transition transition into Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Black, how you feel about him, what he's done in two seasons, man? MVP, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, the comebacks, the flamboyance, the confidence that you see out there Sunday in and Sunday out. Like, what you think about Mahomes and all the hype that he's getting, uh, especially after winning the championship? I just want to say, man, like in all our years of watching football, I don't think we being – it, we've never seen anything like this before. No. You know, I, I know we have the Tom Brady's, but it took them some time. It took them some time. Tom Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe. So we really didn't know, you know, how great he was until he had a full season. But we've seen this guy two full seasons uh, battle injuries on top, of, on top of that. Like, what this kid is doing at 24 years old, like, this is amazing. The, young, the youngest quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Yep. And the third uh, black quarterback in NFL yep. history to win the Super Bowl. Yep. So, man, the things that this kid is doing is through the roof, man. Like, he's the best quarterback in the league. Like, uh, the sky's the limits for him. I don't, uh, I, don't see, I don't see why they can't play in the Super Bowl for the next coming years. I don't – I just – after seeing what they did on this run to win the Super Bowl, I don't see what could stop them. Um but yeah, man, uh, he the greatest. He the greatest doing it right now, man. And I'm happy we 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 was we we're able to witness what's going on with him and be able to see this at a young age. It's just it's just gonna be the sky's the limit for him when, uh, moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like Fred said, I think skill wise, there's a lot of great players out there. Lamar Jackson, great, great skill, talent, freaky. Michael Vick, freaky athlete, like. We, we've seen freakish athletes come and, you know, shock us and wow us. But I don't, I don't, I've never seen a quarterback come in who, who has everything and it clicks so fast. He's 24 years old and he's already been a league MVP. 
He's 24 years old, now he's a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, countless comebacks. Like, last night was not the most impressive thing that we've seen him do. Oh, it's not. And he won a championship with that. Mm-hmm. So, we see him, you can basically say we see him not, I want I don't want to say at his worst, but we see him through adversity and not look, you know, like Pat Mahomes we're used to seeing, and he won a Super Bowl. Well, you know what? I take that back. It might be one of the impressive things because of that San Francisco defense. That pass rush is the best pass rush of football. Yeah. They got a veteran secondary. They got a veteran linebacking core with a pretty good defensive coordinator, and they roughed them up. They hit them. He took some big shots last night. Yeah, he night. did. Yeah, he did. So I, t- I might want to take that back. That might be one of the most impressive things I've seen him do because he looked like he was figured out. Like, he, that third quarter was abysmal. Mm-hmm. Those two picks he threw, like, he didn't look like – he looked like he was done. And my pops was texting me back and forth <laughs> like, hey, man, what I told you, because he was picking the 49ers to win. And I said, hold on. You've you seen this before. You've seen this before. Let's see what happened. But I was like, man, going into the fourth quarter, I was like – and he threw a pick at the beginning of the fourth. Yeah, he did. And I was like, man, it, it, they got him. I think I said, man, the 49ers finna win this thing. And lo and behold, it's like something clicked. He was like, nah, we're not going to lose. We're not going to be denied. <laughs> throw after throw after throw, getting him down there, having that fire and that determination like he had. And for him to put off this performance, man, was epic. But I think overall, you can holler Lamar Jackson, rightfully so. All-world talent. Had a great season, unanimous MVP, second ever in the league history. We'll get into him in a little bit. But piecing everything together, having the mindset, the competitive fire, being smart, the IQ out there on the field, moving and doing everything that he does, Patrick Mahomes, to make him special, I've never seen it before. Not in Peyton, not in Brady, not in Favre. Like, not, or Favre was magical, but he, he made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. He threw a lot of picks. You can even go to Aaron Rodgers, probably the greatest thrower of the football I think we might be changing that uh, pretty shortly here, but Mahomes has everything. Everything is clicking, and he's already reached the mountaintop. Yeah. He's already reached it. NFL's a dangerous game. Football is dangerous. You just never know if you're going to get back. You just never know. But like you said, Black, I don't see no reason why they won't get back, (laughs) and I don't see no reason why they won't compete for more championships and win more rings. Because you look at the AFC, there's a few teams there, but on the short list, there might be, what, three or four teams? Maybe. <clears throat> maybe who can get to a Super Bowl, but we know who one of them is for sure, as long as he can stay healthy. Tyreek Hill coming back, Kelsey coming back, Damian Williams coming back, Honey Badger coming back, Andy Reid coming back. Their core will be back. Mm-hmm. And just like every offseason, you get better. You know what I'm saying? So I think all in all, Patrick Mahomes, he's just got a nice situation right now where he's going to be, um, man, doing some tremendous things, man. Of course, staying healthy, of course. But um, let's transition to the 49ers. Did the 49ers lose the Super Bowl or did the Chiefs win it? Uh, I'm going to go along the line and say the Chiefs won it, man, because like you just said, you just said it perfectly clear. Uh, Pat Mahomes wouldn't be denied. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Reed wouldn't be denied. Like, uh, these, these guys know this was their opportunity, and they took it. They took it. Um, you, can, you can easily say that the 49ers lost this because they was up by 10, heading into what? Heading into the fourth quarter, if yep. I'm not mistaken. So... You can easily say that they lost it, but I I I really believe that uh, Kansas City took this win. They weren't going to be denied. All right. Um, I feel like a lot of the play calling and decision making on uh, Kyle Shanahan part had a lot to do with it. Yeah. But um, you know he'll learn from that. He a young coach. He a young coach. <laughs> you know, hopefully 
<laughs> they can get passes because they are killing him badly. Yes, like man. for his decision making in this game, man. Crazy. And I was kind of concerned because at first Garoppolo was coming out in the first two quarters, and he was gunslinging. I was like, I don't like this. Right. But it was working. Right. It was working. Like I was like. I even tweeted, I said he must have had a conversation with Tom Brady or something the <laughs> night before because everything he was throwing, Debo Samuels was catching, uh, number 84, Bourne, he was catching the ball. Like, whatever he was doing, they was catching the ball. But the run game was bottled up. Kansas City had to make their mind they weren't going to let that run game, you know, yep. uh, beat them. But the run, st- the run game started getting together in the third quarter. Yep. It start coming together. You see uh, Marshall start breaking out. You see uh, Coleman start breaking mm-hmm. out. And uh, I don't know why they didn't play Breida to run all three of these guys. I didn't understand that because that's what they've been doing the whole year. I know Breida came in nicked up from that NFC Championship game. Okay, yeah. yeah. So if if that's the case, then okay. Because yeah. I know uh, Coleman had the shoulder, right, the dislocated right. shoulder. So I feel like he could have been out there playing. But, like, he went away from the run again, Kyle Shanahan. So yeah. usually when you go away from the run, when you got a 10-point lead, you, you work that clock. Right. I guess he wanted to get – get pass happy again, I like guess. we've seen before. So, right. yeah, man. But I think uh, Kansas City didn't want to be denied. They knew that this was their opportunity. And we've we've said it here on the sports desk, like, this this their year. Like, when we seen uh, New England go out, yep. we was automatically saying, this got to be Andy Reid's year. Definitely. This got to be his year, and uh, and that's what they did, man. I have a – I received a, a, a live footage of Kyle Shanahan after the game addressing his team. Um, and we're just gonna play that footage here right now. Yeah, I never wanna say I'm sorry <laughs> for the things I've done, and I try and be stronger in this life I chose. But I want you to know that door I closed, and your honor, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so that was Kyle Shanahan saying sorry to the 49ers for, I'm going to say it, blowing the game. He blew the game last So you feel night. like he blew the game? A hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. The players are on the field, but the play calling, when you're up 10, with 10 minutes and 38 seconds left to go in the Super Bowl, you're up 10 points. You have the best running game in football. You have four capable people, and I'm throwing Debo uh, – uh, Samuel in there as well. I'm throwing him in there. When you have that, there is no reason why Patrick Mahomes got three more cracks to take the lead. There, it should, that shouldn't happen. Kyle Shanahan, you were just in Atlanta three years ago. You were up 28-3 to three at halftime. And Tom Brady and the Patriots walked you down. They walked you down, took you to overtime, took the lead, and won the title. So what about that experience did you not think about in the past two weeks? Why didn't you think about that? So all in all, man, like, I think this goes on the head coach. And wow. all of the ridicule and, 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 and crazy talk that he's been getting today, I think it's warranted. Like, I, I think it's warranted, man. Like, he got to take responsibility of that. And, and, and why, not, why not put your team in position to win by doing the thing that you've been doing best all season. If I'm going, if me and you playing one on one basketball, and I'm a three point shooter, no three point shooter, and I'm shooting fifty percent from three, 
And I get to a game, and I'm just missing from three. I'm, I'm going to rely on what I've done best to try to win. Why would I try to be a ball handler and try to cross you up and get to the hole, and I ain't did a layup in 20 games? Why would I do that? I'm going to lose for sure. You got to go down with your ship, dog, and that's that just didn't happen. I mean, you look at Garoppolo's numbers, 20 for 31, 219 in the air, one tub, two picks. He threw two as well. But Moister started getting going. He a, to, yeah. a, to, a total amount. I think they had a hundred. I think they had a hundred and thirty nine yards rushing. Yeah, he uh, Moister had twelve carries, fifty eight yards, and a touchdown. That's not going to cut it. That's yeah, not going to cut it because the game before that he had thirty carries. But Sammy gave you another <laughs> another fifty three. Coleman gave yeah. you another twenty eight. So you giving the ball out. You got three different guys touching the ball, and, and they just fell short. San Francisco should have won this Super Bowl. So I'm going to say. San Francisco lost the Super Bowl. They lost it. They lost it. Because guess what? If you run that ball, you're going to eat so much time off that clock. Yeah. You're going to force Kansas City right to burn that. timeouts. Yeah. You're going to make – dog. the Chiefs didn't really have to hurry up. They didn't have to hurry up. They went out there, boom, 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 touchdown. Boom, 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 touchdown. Oh, game over. So, I'll put this on Kyle Shanahan, man. I think he could have done a, done a better job. But like you said, not to beat him up because they had a terrific season. He a terrific young coach, excellent offensive mind. Like, the 49ers going to be around. Yeah, they're going to be they're around. They're not going anywhere. Definitely. I think Vegas already got them projected to win the Super Bowl next year. I know. It was Kansas City. They, they got Kansas City to repeat next year. Oh, they do? Okay. So they had the next highest. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see, man. Uh, I think all in all, um, it was a great Super Bowl experience. Uh, uh, last night, and congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to Pat Mahomes, new face of the league, the new king of the NFL, and congratulations uh to Big Reed, Big Red. You know what I'm saying? Out there doing man, I was happy, so happy for him. For him. Man, yeah. like just to see him uh after the Super Bowl, man, to see the excitement. It, yep. it was like he looked like a kid, like going to these press conferences. Like this. he was ecstatic, man. He was ecstatic, man, to get yeah. his first ring. And I'm just happy for Andy Reid, man. Excited for him. Um, one of the greatest coaches. I was. They showed. They showed a piece on him, man, and they were just showing all of the coaches yeah, from the under his tree. And this, if it's amazing, it's on Bleacher Report. So if y'all get our listeners get a chance, just go look at it. Right. Like all the coaches, man, that then came from under his wing, who are successful coaches in right. the NFL. I mean, big time coaches didn't won Super Bowl rings. Yep. Uh, Doug Peterson comes from Philadelphia. Coach comes from under his tree. Yep. Got a Super Bowl ring. Yep. But it was a lot it, of talent. It, yeah, a lot of talent. Like it's happened. I'm I'm happy to see Andy finally get his reign, man. And I hope next year they could they be hot again and and, and can have another good year and he can get them another ring. That's all he has to prove now is winning rings. Right. Sure. He didn't did everything else he could do. For sure. I I agree. So I'm 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 ecstatic and happy for Big Red as well. And again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so we're going to transition, all right? We had the NFL honors this past weekend. We had some awards being given out. Uh, a couple of surprises, but we're going to start with the one that was not a surprise. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, second-year quarterback from the Baltimore Ravens, won the NFL MVP unanimously, only the second player ever to do so, rightfully so. Electric, electric season from Lamar Jackson. Black, let's just kind of uh, wrap a bow around this season here at the Sports Desk. Just what do you think about him winning the MVP? What do you think it means? And what do you think it represents, you know, for him to do it at this young age in the fashion that he did it? You know, what you think about just Lamar Jackson period this season? Man, uh, the kid was crazy this year, man. And I know I – I really don't feel like that MVP trophy 
means a whole lot. It means something to him, but not a whole lot. Because that's coming from that's coming from a kid who Heisman Trophy still sits in a box. Like he never took it out the box. Like he wanted <laughs> wow. he wanted to win championships. Like he he said it. Like he don't care about really nothing else. I think it means something like for yeah. him being yeah. you know a black quarterback in this league and, and to win it unanimous. Like that's a big Second deal. Down. And cause you sit here and think about him winning it unanimous and just last year, Pat Mahomes in the crazy year he had. He didn't even win it unanimous. Like it's nope. it's crazy to sit here and think about what this kid has did, what he did in the NFL this year. I mean, from all the video game moves to uh to Baltimore being one of the best teams all would being the best team all year throughout uh the regular season. And uh, man, I'm just I'm just happy for Lamar, man. I think the sky's the limit for him. I think I think he's going to get back uh this offseason and work on a lot of things, man. And I I think we're gonna continue to keep seeing uh a good Lamar you know it, we you know how the NF we know how the NFL is you know mm-hmm. once people get in depth with de- with with tape and everything on you things change a little bit but I think that he'll change things in his game that's going to help him to get better and, t- and take him to that next level I, I'm pretty sure Lam- well he Lamar Jackson will be around to compete you know for championships uh for years to come yeah, I agree. Uh, Lamar had a fantastic season, fantastic. The growth with which he showed from season one to season two was something no one saw. The Ravens had an incredible season. Lamar broke so many records. Uh, they were the number one seed in the AFC. They were the show to watch. I mean, week in and week out, man, everyone wanted to watch Lamar Jackson to see what he's going to do. I think this MVP, if it doesn't mean something to him, maybe he'll be talked into why it should be a big deal to him. I mean, for him to be a unanimous MVP winner, African-American quarterback, everything that he went through when everyone and their mama said you should switch positions, go to receiver, go to running back. We definitely don't want to go into uh, the retarded one, Bill Polian, uh, for what he was saying about uh, Lamar Jackson, that he should be a kick returner and a running back and all that. Like, he was supremely doubted. No one said, no one. No one. He, that's why he got picked at the bottom. One team took a chance on him. Mm-hmm. And that was, yeah. that was Harbaugh and the Ravens. Isaac Newsom and the Ravens. One team. No one else is going to pick this dude at quarterback. And look at him now. Changing the game. Like Steph Curry changed the game for the NBA. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, these guys are pushing the envelope that the game is changing. And he is, is, is the forefront of that. I'm so very happy for him. I love his speech, man. We're going to play a little bit of his speech here in a second. But I love the speech. I love how he shouted out. You know, uh, I love how he said he didn't want to focus on the negative. He wanted to focus on the positive people who've been pushing him to be great and to help him along the way. So we're going to play a little snippet from his speech uh, the other night. Um, I want to thank God, first and foremost, before anything, before I even say anything, because he's the reason I'm here now. There's been a lot of doubt going on, you know, me being a running back, uh, receiver, stuff like that. Um, that came um, the Ravens. All right, so we had a, uh, a little technical difficulties there. Sorry about that, everyone, but that was a punch in. All right, so we back live. But, yeah, uh, so the, the rest of his speech, he was basically, uh, you know, just showing love to all the 
uh, people who helped him and shouted out his mom towards the end of the speech. So we'll post that on the uh, Instagram. Um, but just overall, Lamar Jackson had a great season. And just really look forward to see what he's going to do next, you know. And I think it's going to be nothing but exciting uh, times for him. And uh, he's getting a lot of support like he deserves to be getting. So um, just shout out to Lamar Jackson. All right, so a couple notable uh, other award winner, Stephon Gilmore, all right, wins uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Very rare for a defensive back to win that award. Yeah. I think the last one to do it was Revis mm-hmm. uh, to win Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, comeback Player of the Year, you had uh, Ryan Tannehill from the Titans. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I mean, when Tannehill came in, ain't nobody think he was finna be out here doing anything special. But he got uh, Tennessee Titans to the AFC title game, all right? Defensive Rookie of the Year, Nick Bosa. I mean – Anything you got to say about that? <laughs> um, no comment. Oh, okay, 10-4. All right, offensive rookie of the year, Kyler Murray. All right, Kyler Murray had a really good season. You know, they didn't do a lot of winning, but he had a good season. If you look at his numbers, why are you shaking your head, Black? I I was, a, I, I, I was up in the air about this one because um, I understand I understand Kyler Murray had a heck of a year. He did. His For numbers sure. look good, but I just – I, I don't agree with it. I feel like uh, A.J. Brown should have been your uh, offensive rookie of the year. 1,200 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns. Team made it to the AFC champ title game. Okay. I don't agree with Kyler Murray being the offensive rookie of the year, but okay, if we're going to go just by his numbers, then that's fine. But I feel like A.J. Brown should have been your offensive rookie of the year. Okay, I mean, I respect your opinion, but you know how I go, man. You're the quarterback. You know, you're a rookie quarterback. Yeah, and that's, what, responsi- that's, that's what sucks about it. Well, the responsibility yeah. is great. <laughs> the responsibility is great for a quarterback. Like, being a wide receiver and a quarterback, it ain't even in the same it's part. Not, it's, it's not. It's not even the same part. Like you, When you were receiving, you have a 1,200 yards your first year, your team make it to the AFC title game, and you some of the reason why your team was there, and you had something to do with the, the ball being caught to make plays. For your team to get to an okay. AFC championship, something to be said about that. Yeah, it is, but he shouldn't be rookie of the year because of that, because he okay. helped, because okay. he helped get there, because right. he helped get him there. Like when you the quarterback, you got everything. It's all on you. You know, you the quarterback to get everybody ready to get the ball to everybody. Okay, you know, not just one ball. All right, you know, but hey, I respect your opinion. <laughs> uh, coach of the year, John Harbaugh, rightfully so. I don't really have an argument there. You had some other candidates who could have been. Uh, sitting in there, but no one expected the Ravens to do what they did. They won what thirteen straight after uh, losing the game week. What was it, week two? I think they lost to Cleveland or something like that, and they just ran the table, man. Um, offensive Player of the Year, you got uh, Michael Thomas. Um, I understand he broke a record uh, this year, and I know he's uh, arguably one of the best receivers uh, in football uh, offensively, but I don't see how Lamar ain't win this too. Like, how Lamar ain't win this, too? What's up with you and receivers, man? Like I'm just saying like, how he didn't win it. He the quarterback. Uh, I'm, at, I'm, I'm just like, saying. It's, it's, it's other positions in the NFL that people ball out. The quarterback is the hardest position like, in sports. In sports. So they should just win everything. I didn't say that. But Lamar Jackson had a hell of a year. He did. Yeah. Rightfully so. But Michael Thomas had a hell of a year, too. I mean, he did. You know, he broke a record that stood a whole decade or two. Vic, uh, not you Vic, know, but Lamar like, did too. Yeah, he did, but come on, man. I ain't hating that, on him. Come on, man. Like, I ain't hating on him, man. I don't know. You just seem like you just got something against receivers tonight. Like, what's going on with what you, you talking man? About? Like, 
You ain't gonna get receivers they just do now. He had a great like, year. Come on, man. Like, he had a great year. He okay. had a great year. I ain't I ain't tripping on it, but I'm just saying, like, it, hey, it's kind of tough, man, to hear you talk like that, man. Hey, man, come I'm on, just keeping like, it real, man. Oh, that's what you're doing. I'm just keeping it real. Oh, okay. All, all right. right. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think that wraps up uh, all the major awards uh, from the NFL. So NFL is over, man. It's not really over, but it's over, over. The regular season is regular season, postseason. We got a Super Bowl champion, so we're going to transition into the offseason. We're going to be covering a lot more, of course, with the draft. Um, that's next for us. You know, we'll be getting into that heavy combine and all that coming up. So for now, you know, our NFL talk is going to dwindle down a bit, uh, but don't be sad. Uh, the NBA is here. We're going to get into that. Uh, Right now, actually. Uh, Black, you got anything else on the NFL before we get out of here? Nah, man. Um, hell of a year, man. Hell of a year um, to be a football fan. And um, just shout out to uh, everybody in the NFL, all the players, like right. just, just for putting on great performances, great defensive performances, great offensive performances, like team performances. Like we've seen a lot this year from teams that, uh, we didn't talk about a whole lot before the season. Uh, right, right. Uh, kicked off, but um, I, I'm excited, man. Where the league is going, man, it's gonna um, it's gonna get better and better each year moving forward. Yes, it is, man. So we're excited here. All right, so we're gonna transition to the National Basketball Association. So, uh, you know what I just thought about? I didn't play the trap music for the NFL. Yeah. I'm wildin', man. <laughs> yeah, you've been tripping, I'm wildin', man. What's man. up, man? All right, my fault, man. And we won't, guess what? We don't even get to hear it again until next. My bad, Black. All right, so we're going to transition into the NBA. Oh, uh, man, so much to talk about. So much to unpack here. Uh, we're going to go back um, to last week's episode, uh, the Kobe tribute that we did. And I just want to personally say I appreciate everybody's uh, support and reaching out after um, hearing the episode. I, but most importantly, I want to shout out my dog, Black, for being here for me, you know, help holding me up. That was a very hard episode. I probably broke down four times during that episode. It was the day after we learned, uh, after the tragic accident uh, that took the life of Kobe and, and eight others, including his daughter, Gigi. Um, so uh, I got my man's Jimmy uh, in here with us again, and he's a basketball savant. Um, he's he, he knows a lot about the game. Me and him talk a lot about uh, basketball, and he, he, he shared a lot of sentiments for Kobe as well. So I just want to open up the space and just kind of ask you, Jimmy, you know, um, how you feel about everything and, you know, what, what Kobe meant to you just inspiring you, you know, basketball purposes? Uh, for me, I'm going to start off with, because uh, Kobe was a couple years ahead of me, but I remember when I was younger, everybody heard about him. You know, everybody was talking about him. And uh, the word was that he said he coming out of high school and he about to go to the NBA and get busy. 
mm. and everybody thought he was crazy. Right. But then the people that saw him was like, maybe. Right, 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 you know? right. But nobody talked about stuff like that back then because it wasn't that many high school kids coming to the NBA. So it was kind of crazy to like hear it. But then, you know, fast forward to see everything he's done now is just unbelievable. Another thing for me is, um, you know, before Kobe, like, you know, the Jordan and, you know, that era, we didn't really get to see what these guys was doing. Right. You know, so for me, like, you know, I used to work out a lot, but I wanted to know, like, what other guys was doing so I can get better. And Kobe was the first one that, like, you know, we heard about some of the stuff he did. They started playing some of the stuff that he was doing in practice and everything. So it helped me to understand, like, what I needed to do to progress. Right. And, um, you know, from what he brought to the game, and he changed it. Like like you said earlier, like, he changed the game, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, he meant a lot to me, man. Like, yeah. to basketball, to the world. Like, mm -hmm. he affected everybody. Right. Everybody. Right. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, it's uh, just an outpour of everything from him. Um, and, and, you know, over the past week, it's just been insane. You know, it's just been insane. And we're, we're going to go to – we're going to go straight to Staples Center uh, this past Friday night. Um, the Lakers' first game back since the tragedy. Um, they po postponed the uh, Tuesday night game with the Clippers, rightfully so. Thank God that they did because from what we saw Friday night, if they would have had to play that Tuesday night two days after, I don't see it even being possible, the condition that everyone was in uh, during that ceremony. So, Black, um, what you think about everything Friday night? You know, just, just all of it. Just Man, all of it, it was uh... – it was amazing, man, um, how everything was put together, man. And, you know, um, we had been dealing with, this, with, with, you know, the loss of Kobe and his daughter and then the other uh, passengers who were uh, on the helicopter as well. And uh, to see the Lakers, you know, put everything together Friday night like they did, man, it was amazing to watch. Like, shout out to Usher, man, for what <laughs> – I don't know if you – it was just amazing, man, to watch Usher, you know, do what he did, man, and singing, and then Boys to Men. Like, it, it it was beautiful. And then the King, you know, his words, man, like, the respect, like, the respect I have for him that went through the roof, like, like crazy. Like, they wanted this man to read from a piece of paper, and he was like, he's not finna do that shit. Like, it, it, it wouldn't be right to read a piece of paper and talk about Kobe Bryant. So, man, I'm happy he was able to speak from the heart, his words in, that was in his heart, man, and just see all the emotion and the tears, man, that was in that building lets you know how big Kobe was, not just to the Lakers, but rural ride, man. I mean, like, all the way to the Philippines, where just everywhere. Like, uh, Kobe had an impact, man, on – he was an iconic figure. So, I was telling uh, I was telling my pop, I was like, man, this, like – like next to like Michael Jackson, this like a big deal. You know, Facts. Kobe him passing away is a really big deal. And um, yeah, man, Friday night was 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 amazing, man. The the mo the everybody in the building, it was emotional. Like it 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 was it was it was beautiful to watch, but it was also sad because we you know we lost Kobe Bryant and uh, his beautiful daughter. And um, yeah, man. It's and it's still tough to like even think even talk about it like because Kobe Bryant is gone man like mm. it, it it's hard bro, to mm -hmm. 
even like sit here and think about like who we lo- how who we lost, you know, and what what the NBA lost and and you can see it in in NBA players as well, like the things that they doing, like they just balling for some reason. People's like, man, like going crazy, like people just going crazy for Kobe, you know. But yeah, man, it was it was beautiful Friday night, man. I loved everything about it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was amazing, man. I, I I can't I can't stress enough how difficult last week was. I did a lot of crying, man. <laughs> I did a lot of crying, man, and 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 it, it was it was tough just to grasp because me, you know, I told my story last week and everything it meant to me. But the ceremony, it was um, it was very nice, man. It was good to see the support and the outcry from you know all the people outside of Staples, uh, all the nice tributes from all the players, you know, from T Mac to. Uh, Paul Pierce and Jalen Rose and Jason Williams, all these guys that came out and just was, you know, giving their memories and their thoughts on the whole situation. And it's 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 tough that when a tragedy like this happens, how everybody comes together. You didn't hear any, you know, anything wild happening in a negative way uh, regarding this matter. And it's like, you know, people are grieving for real. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a, a family member, a close, close friend. You know, all of us thought that. You know what I'm saying? And, and and to see it all laid out in Staples and how LeBron came out there, man, it just just spoke from the heart, man. I respect him so much for doing that because I saw the PA guy hand him the paper and I was saying in my head while I'm watching, I'm like, I know he ain't finna read from no cards. You know what I'm saying? And he put it down. That's respect. You're like, you just got to keep it real with yourself and everybody else there due to a situation like this, man. So um, I was very, um, I was very heavy hearted. After watching that, man, it was just tough. But I was glad that the Lakers was back on the floor. You know what I'm saying? And everybody was able to get back to some type of normalcy. You know what I'm saying? After just so many days. It seemed like an eternity this thing has been going yeah. on, man. You know, but his magnitude worldwide, you know, as Jimmy said, like, we seeing it. The impact. Like you said, from the Philippines, black, and all over China and all over the world, people are just crying out due to this this tragedy, but I think the ceremony was great. Friday night was much needed, you know, and for us to get a chance to see basketball again in the Laker uniforms, the uniform that Kobe wore, you know, um, it was just great to see. And, um, yeah, so, you know, we here on the Sports Desk, we were going to forever honor and remember Kobe here, you know what I'm saying, 8 and 24 for life, you know, GG for life. Everybody for life, you know what I'm saying, who was on that track and it do, with that accident, man. So uh, still lifting up prayers and, and thoughts and, and sending all positive vibrations to Vanessa and uh, the entire family of everyone involved, man. So uh, we're going to move right along into basketball. You know, we if we didn't touch on that, we wouldn't be real. You know what I'm saying? So we had to, even though we gave a whole episode last week, but we, we did it again. All right. So. All right. So. Let's get into it, man. Uh, the Lakers black. What we looking like, man? What we looking like? No, it's been tough. Um, didn't get the win uh, Friday night. Well, we we was out for a week, right? With, with the whole yeah, COVID yeah, yeah. thing. We, we, we didn't play a whole week. No, no, no. So it wasn't a whole week? You know, it was. It was, it was a whole week. Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, man. Friday night, it, it was a lot of emotion in, in the building, man. I um, I know we lost that game, but I wasn't too concerned. Um, after that game, and shoot, what can you say, Dame Lillard, man? They just called they they. <laughs> it, it's really nothing else to even be said, man. Dame Lillard just on a tear right now, and he ain't been denied, bro. He ain't taking no fun answer, bro. So, 
That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened Friday, <laughs> Friday night. night. It's yeah. all to be said. But you know, um, AD looked good. Uh, LeBron, you know, they look good. You know, it's just it, those those that team is going through a lot. So it was. Uh, I wasn't too uh, bad about that. But they got together the next night and, yes, they, and they balled. They balled out against Sacramento. I was happy about that. Though. They look you like know, themselves. The, 80, again. the eighty-one yeah. points in the in in the in the first, first half. half. That you know that was amazing. Yeah. Like. Who would ever thought, you know, yeah. you know, thought that? But uh, to see them score the eighty-one points in the first half, that was a big deal. Yeah, but uh, to see them get on track against Sacramento, they they smacked Sacramento. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 getting concerned with this point guard position. I don't know. It maybe it's just me. I just I, I understand what Bron doing this year, man. Like, uh-huh. but I want him away from that. I want him away from that point guard position. Like. I feel like they need to make a move, man. If it got to be cool, cool's got to go. Mm. Like they need to do, they need to do something. And it's rumors that they've been looking and trying to see what could be best for them to do. Like they have to make something happen because I, I need LeBron back at that three, man. He gotta like get off that point. Uh, even though he leading the league in assists, you know, it's LeBron. Like he do everything. So, but yeah, man. Um, I'm excited, man, about you know this week and uh, we we'll be back on the court tomorrow. Yes, yeah, uh, so, we got yeah. San Antonio San Antonio tomorrow. tomorrow. So yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. Uh, we're gonna see what, how we look against San Antonio, but uh, <clears throat> it was a good it was a good last week, you know, uh, one and one. So it was pretty good. Okay, so Rondo, we need you to go. All right, so I just want to jump right into Rondo. It. Well, I, I was waiting on you to finish. No, 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 no. I'm look. I don't know what he's doing out there. I've watched him the last three games. So you ready for him to go? Bye. Like I want him gone. Like I'm, I'm, I was riding with him. He's smart. All, all the IQ, all that. All right, I'm good on that. But bro, if I watch you go from the top of the key and dribble, 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 dribble underneath the basket, dribble, 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 come back out to the top of the key, stop your dribble, and you shoot it like you Steph Curry, Frank Vogel, get him out the lineup. I'd rather Quinn Cook get more burn, a more athletic guard who can shoot the three better than Rondo, get his kid a chance to get out there and roam these boys. Y'all forget he was in uh, Golden State. He was, y'all, y'all, y'all forgot he was running with KD, and he was running with Curry, and he was running with Klay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Y'all forget that he dropped 25 and gained three of the NBA Finals. Like, mm-hmm. let's give Quinn Qu- Qu- Cook some burn. Because if Rondo can't snap out of it and do what we need him to do, he the first person that need to go. But you're not going to get nothing. I don't need nothing for him. I don't need so no you just want him gone. You just bench. want him gone. Turn him into an assistant coach. This ain't even about trade. So Rondo. you gonna be cool with just yeah. Avery Bradley and yeah. and uh, Quinn Cook as I mean, your point guards this year? Well, we can make a we can make a move. I just want Rondo at the end of the bench. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like it. Okay. Every time he come in, and then why are you looking off cools when he one on one with a point guard? Look, he was he had a uh, fox. In the block on Saturday night. Yeah, I, you, I, I paid attention to that. You yeah, look, yeah. Rondo, you look cool 6'9". Fox 6'3". <laughs> Give it to him in the block. Yeah, yeah. You look him off, and you put the ball between your blades, you shoot a three. That airballed. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Rondo. I, I'm mad respect for you, dog, but I'm tired of watching Rondo watching, dog. We need you to tighten up pronto, sir. All right, now back to the rest of the team. <laughs> um... Man, uh, I've been seeing the rumors. Uh, Derrick Rose been playing lights out. That's the name that just keep hey, popping on the screen. Hey, why not? <laughs> That's the name keep popping up on the screen that the Lakers need to go after Derrick Rose. 
and he will be a viable piece. I mean, even could potentially come in and start for the Lakers uh, with what we have, but that ain't enough for Kyle Kuzma. That's not enough. Kyle Kuzma is a third-year player. Derrick Rose is in his 11th year, 12th year, something like that, having a phenomenal comeback. But let's not be, let's not get out of our minds here. Derrick Rose probably can't retire at the end of this year. And then what? You're going to trade Kyle Kuzma for a retired player? No. Mm. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to trade Kyle Kuzma for a player who might be on another team next year because he has a one-year deal with the Pistons, an expiring contract. You don't trade a potential player in Kyle Kuzma for a player in Derrick Rose who has an expiring contract and who could retire on you. So I hear all the Laker faithful out there on Twitter. I see Laker Empire, get Rose here, trade Kuzma. I hear you guys. I would love to see Derrick Rose in purple and gold, but not the at the expense of Kyle Kuzma. So, Black, I'm looking around the league. Who can we get for Kyle Kuzma? There's n- the only thing that I seen, which I don't like, was the Zach Levine deal from Chicago. I'll tell you who else I like. Who's that? To I, trade for now. To trade for. Who's I, that? I like uh, your boy from the Pelicans, the point guard. Drew Holiday? Yeah, I like Drew Holiday. For, 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 for Kuzma? Kuzma? For Kuzma. For Kuzma. <sighs> I, I like that. You need a point. We need a point. We need a point guard. So we just ready to give up on Kuz. That's what you're saying. Well, you was ready to give up I on was. him a couple episodes I was. ago. I was. Huh? I was. So what have you seen? When they to put make him in the star lineup. When they put him in the star lineup, he averaged 25. He's not a bench player. He needs to start. He's not a bench player. He's not. Vogel need to up his minutes. Kyle Kuzma is a traditional player who says, I need to get a lather. I need to get warmed up. I need to get going. So this is what we're gonna do. You tell me what we need to do. If you want to keep Kuz, what we need to do. Cause we need something else. Like what I, I understand we, what LeBron said. We they don't need to make no move. You're a lie. You do need to make a move. You can't LeBron. just win with this team that you have right now. You're not going to win a championship. You're not going to beat the Clippers with this team that you have right now. Uh-huh. You need to make you need to make another move. So D, what does that if you want to keep Kuz, what does the move need to be? Look, I don't think we need to make any. Really? I don't think we need to make any. So this team assemble right now. Can win it all. Absolutely. Without making a move at all. Absolutely. Jimmy, what you think? I have a question and an opinion, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you said you want to get LeBron off the point. Yeah. But he leading the league in assists. I, like, it's so crazy that LeBron is that nice. I understand it. I, I don't understand it because LeBron is that nice that even when he killing and scored – 40, they'd be like, he should have scored 50. If he had seven assists, he should have had 10 assists. Like, it's kind of like he can never do enough. So I feel like with the team they got now, I think they can. I don't watch that much, but I think they can. But I just don't understand what they want LeBron to do. Like, they just want him to win every single thing and never have no mistakes. And, like, it's just not possible. I want him to beat the Clippers. And him being the point guard not going to beat the Clippers, we've seen it. Like he needs to be playing the three position <clears throat> against the Clip- against the Clippers. That's my thing, cause that's what you got to worry about. That's what you're gonna have to worry about. That's the team that's going to potentially stop you from getting getting to the finals to win the championship. So and the games that we've seen this year and him being at the point against them, it doesn't work. It okay. doesn't work. Okay, so we got one team here, one team that we have the players to beat this team. We know it's going to be an all-out war when we play the Clippers. 
this on paper is a seven game not down to the last second series to see who's going to go to the NBA Finals. We yeah. understand that, right? Yeah. Okay, so w- making the trade to put us in position to beat one team doesn't make sense to me because Anthony Davis and LeBron James versus Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, guess who I like? I'm, I'm with you, dude. So, So I got a three-time NBA champion. I got literally probably the best player to ever pick up a basketball who is killing this year. He's killing LeBron James. And I put him on the same floor with everything on the line against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and I got a seven-foot monster who can do everything offensively, Anthony Davis, who should average 40 against the Clippers. Montrez <laughs> Harrell cannot guard him. <laughs> Zubak cannot guard Anthony Davis And guess who gonna find Anthony Davis LeBron James yeah. I think the Lakers need to seriously seriously consider Positionless basketball When they get to the playoffs Just like the Warriors well, did they, they have to Just do, like the Warriors did They have to do something because Like, like I told you before It's concerning me because I don't like it I don't, I don't like When they play the Clippers I don't like the way it looks On the floor I don't like it like Seem like when LeBron is not the point when you got Rondo in there and he's playing these three positions, he's more effective than when he's at point when he's playing against the Clippers. Okay, I got in you. In my eyes. It seems like he gets more done at the three when he's playing against the Clippers. I got you. You know, him being at the one, I don't know what it is, but that's when it all falls apart against the Clippers. It works with, against everybody else, but the Clippers is the, the team that you have to beat. You're right. And you got you got to worry about Kawhi. You got to worry about Paul George. You got to worry about Lou Williams off the bench. You got to worry about these guys. Right. And I feel like if we had a if we had another point guard, I don't care how we get the point guard. If you want to keep cool, keeps cools. I don't care what we do. Well, you want a veteran? Get a vet. Like I said, I even said uh the Holiday brother said he want to come back. If you want to pick him up and bring him back, for for the rest of this year and see how that Darren works. Darren Collison. Oh, well, Darren Collison. Yeah. If you want to bring him back and see how that works, give it a shot. Give it a shot to see how it works. But I believe the Lakers, I believe they do have enough. I just want LeBron in the moments when it count against the Clippers, because that's what it's going to be, to be playing the three, because that's what he's more effective at against that team. So let me ask you this. Hey, Jimmy, you could jump in on this at the uh, Black. When the game's on the line and the game is stick, we deep in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Who you want? To, who, who who do you want the ball? Who who hands around the ball? LeBron's. Correct. Does it, does it matter where on the floor he oh, has the matter. ball? It don't matter where he's where he's at on the floor. So that's of our answer. Not. Is that our answer to beat the Clippers? I hope so. No, 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 no. Is that our answer? To beat the Clippers. Yeah, he is. Of course he is. Yeah. So who, what other player in the entire NBA do you want to have the ball besides him when we get to that point? Who? Nobody. So we don't need nothing. <laughs> we don't need nothing. <laughs> Jim, I want to ask you the same thing. Like, knowing knowing LeBron's just gift that he has of passing the basketball, like, and being in control of the game and, and getting the ball to the spots to the players, his IQ is ridiculous. Like, when you hear this conversation, what do you think about that with LeBron? First of all, what I want to say is, like, I think this is even a better situation for LeBron because LeBron is mad smart. Like, he's mad smart, and he studies the game, and he's going to be prepared. So it's actually better that they lose now because then he's going to be prepared for the playoffs. Okay. Like, as a player, if you kind of cruising through, 
then the playoffs come, like, it's going to be a lot different because they're going to change up the defense. They're going to play harder. But LeBron, because they're losing now, he's going to be prepared for that. So I think it's actually better. And okay. like you said, like, with the ball in LeBron's hands, he leading the league in assists. And he can score any time he wants. You got to have the ball in his hands. You got to. Especially with his IQ, there's no other question. No, no other question. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I know we've been entertaining the trade conversation for a while, but I just haven't been thinking about it, Black. I had been thinking yeah, about it. Because uh, two been episodes ago, you was ready to... Uh... Emotional fan here. Oh, okay. <laughs> emotional <laughs> emotional, and an invested fan here. You know, so... I, I, and I just really got to looking at it, man, when they was playing the Blazers and when they was playing the Kings. And I was like, dog, we don't need to make no moves. We literally have everything we need to win a title right now. And then I watched the Clippers play the other night. And I'm like, they're a good team. A great team. They got... they. It's real over there, but we got the exact same amount of firepower. I understand Lou Williams is going to be probably the X factor of it all when he's coming off the bench because he's averaging 25 off the bench. That's crazy, man. But I ain't ready. Honestly, I'm not ready to give up on Kyle Kuzma because I went back and just looked at his stats for the season and games he's had. Dog, the Lakers have played um, 45 games. Do you realize that in more than half of those games, Kuzma has had 25? And then in almost half of those games, he's had 25 coming off the bench. And that week he started when AD hurt his back and he played those four games. Oh, yeah, he went he ridiculous. Averaged, he almost averaged yeah. 30. Yeah. He almost averaged 30 points. So I'm like, wow, we're going to trade him away for a Derrick Rose? Did, so Rose can play the point? No, don't get me wrong now. I, come on. I'll take Rose if we can give up uh, – Cook and Rondo. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nah, they not going to give it up like that. They they want to uh, – uh, uh, the Pistons want something, you know, that they can invest in. And I think that would be dumb for Rob Palenka and the Lakers to do that. You know what I'm saying? With our Lakers. All right, so I know we've been sitting with our Lakers for a minute. Um, but we're going to transition to Damian Lillard. <laughs> so me and Jimmy was watching uh, the games Friday and Saturday with Dame going off for 50. <laughs> and gonna, I'm going to read off a tweet here before we talk about him on some of his, uh, his numbers. So, in the last five games for Dame Lillard, the last, excuse me, six games, 48 and 10, 36 and 11, 50 and 13, 47 and 8, 61 and 7, and 51 and 12. <laughs> in his last six games. And, oh, yeah, the Portland Trail Blazers are knocking at the door to get back into the playoff hunt because we were talking about the Blazers. Like, man, what's going on with it was. What's it was. happening? Like, why are they down in the dumps like they are? And they are literally one game out of eighth place. They're on a six-game winning streak right now, and they coming. So the Grizzlies, do all you can. Hunker down <laughs> the, the house, <laughs> kiss the babies, and put the women to bed because the Portland Trail Blazers coming. are on coming. the way. So – what you think about Dame Lillard, man? What he been doing? Man, it's been crazy to watch what he's been doing. Um, even even against the game, I watched the game against Houston, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know what it is, man, with him when he play against Westbrook, man, but it's just, <laughs> it's just like he have a chip on his shoulder, like, playing against Westbrook. But uh, I watched that game, and then I watched the game against the Lakers, man, and the guy just like, what he doing is, is, is crazy. 
Like I know we've seen James Harden do this type of thing, but seeing Dame do it is just it, it's special to see him doing what he's doing. Um, like you say, D, they 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 coming, man. Like he didn't turn this thing up a notch, but that's just going that's only going to help you know help them in the long run because his teammates gonna start coming. Like mm-hmm. Melo gonna get it together. Uh, what's, what's CJ CJ McCullough gonna get it together and um. Uh, they looking good. Then with adding Trevor Reza to that mix defensively, yeah, yeah man. I think that that's going big. to help that was pay big. dividends later on as the season goes on. Having him uh, in that mix, yeah. so yeah, man. Like I think I think he's gonna be able to keep this thing up, man. Keep this thing rolling. Like he, he didn't been doing the well for six games. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we gonna see like uh, they coming, man. Like because it was looking bad. Because we it, it was, was. A point we was like it was okay. Like are y'all even going to even? Get in the playoffs this year or even be in position for a playoff. Because we know it's a long season, but we're not used to seeing Portland, you know, play like this. Especially what they did last year and how good of a year they had last year. But, yeah, man, Dame is, like, on another level. Like, I think what he, uh, what, second in the league in scoring now? Yep. He moved up to second in the league in scoring. So, yeah, man, it's, it's special what we're seeing out of him. Definitely. Uh, Jimmy want to get Jimmy's thought. Me and him was having a conversation. And uh, Jimmy played 14 years uh, overseas, had a really great career over there. And I love talking basketball with him because, you know, he just has a, 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 a different perspective than us just talking from what we see. I mean, he was out there. So me and him had a conversation. He was saying that uh, there's a couple of players that he necessarily just probably didn't want a piece of. And I uh, want to, you know, have him explain, you know, who those players were and who those players are and why he has that much respect uh, for these uh Two people starting with Dame. First of all, I'm gonna talk for Dame. Like yeah. Dame is, it's like if you look at it from a basketball standpoint, I have to go into the game thinking, what am I gonna do against him on defense? But first of all, like his one on one game is crazy because he's fast. But right. you know, there's certain things I can maybe try to do against him, right? Right. But the thing is, is like a lot of players are not that good off of screens. Mm-hmm. Like Steve Nash is really good off of screens, so it's pretty much nothing you can do. You got to count on the big man to help. But Dame, like, as soon as he comes off the screen in that little pocket, he can shoot that right away. So it's basically nothing you can do. Right. Even if I tell my big man to hedge really hard, he's going to go past the big man. So there's like, like as a defensive standpoint, there's, n- there's no answer. Like, there's really no answer unless <laughs> right. you – force some baseline and get the ball out of his hands, but right. then he doesn't stop moving either. So, right. like, he one of those people that I really wouldn't want to guard because there's no way to do it. Like, I can't even blame the big man because right. it's not his fault, but then it's not my fault. Like, there's nothing you can do. Right. It's really hard. Like, I'm a, I'm a player from uh, my left side. That's how I set up the shoot. You know? uh-huh. I set with my left hand first. Everybody knows this. Right. But Dame can do both sides, which is crazy. Easily. You know? Like, if, like, most people force me to my right because, you know, I go to my left to pull up. But he goes both ways, and he can stay right in that little pocket to shoot. It's like – and he'll shoot right over the big man. So it's, there's really nothing you can do. Like, I would not like to guard that man. Also Westbrook, man, because Westbrook <laughs> is like a train. Right. <laughs> like, you just can't – you can't do nothing. Freight train. Like, you really can't do nothing. Else. You got to kind of make him shoot, basically. Like, that's the only thing I can see. But, I mean, even with making him shoot, he'll still attack you. So it's crazy, you know? Right. Like, those two people right there, I don't know. There's nothing you can really – there's no answer for them, you know? In my time, like, when I was really young, I, uh, 
you know, I made some money being a defender, so I had to like mm. study a lot, see different players, and see mm. what I would do against them. But these two dudes, I don't really see how you can stop them. I really don't. We were watching Westbrook like just jump off two feet in in like point five seconds to grab a rebound uh, during the game, and I keep I kept looking back at Jimmy Man, and he was just like shaking his head. You know, saying that, like what what we're watching, and that's when the conversation went into place. He was like, "Yo, I I don't think I would want to have to be embarrassed out here trying to defend this guy, man." And it's crazy, just like just thinking about he and you and Jim talk about like Westbrook, but it's like when he played Dame, like I don't see, <laughs> I don't like. It's like Dame just got his number, man. Like when they play against each other, vicious. It's it's crazy what it's Dame vicious. does to him. Like it's vicious. I don't know if Westbrook just talked major trash and uh, look like, look, bro, like you, you can't do nothing to me. Like I'm gonna do whatever I want, and he gives it to Westbrook <laughs> all the time. Like, and I understand what y'all saying about about Westbrook. Like his game is crazy, but against anybody else but Damian Lillard, like <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. This kid is like insane, and I like his mentality too. He got that Kobe mentality, like Nah, I ain't going nowhere. I'm gonna stay here. And I'm going to do it. I ain't got to go team up with nobody, do do this or that. But it's beautiful to see what he's doing. Like, um, last year, he was, le- he was left off the uh, all-NBA team last year, correct? Who's that? First team. Dame. Dame. Yeah, yeah, he was. And I thought he should have been on because this this kid, like, his game is crazy. Like you said, Jimmy, like, he could do whatever he want on the court. <clears throat> he can do whatever he want. He had a play against the Lakers in that game where which one it was a i think it was a screen and then he didn't shoot it but he went through and he dunked it like over over javel mcgee and and whoever was dwight was it it was dwight it was dwight but i was like dog what (laughs) what in the hell is this like (laughs) like you said who can you blame it's nobody's fault because he gonna do what he want to do but his game is crazy man and what he's doing is like insane i know we didn't see like other players like Harden and those guys do it, but Dame just he just special man with it. Like it's crazy. Yeah, he a complete alien. He just an alien. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like as somber as it was in Staples Center's Friday, Staples Center Friday night, like he was the most locked in player on the floor, and he showed it. You know, going there dropping fifty on the Lakers. And he let them. You know what I'm saying. He, he let them know. He let them know. Y'all know y'all can't guard me. Yeah, y'all can't guard me. He was nah, letting he them know. Use no. other words. I understand, like, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying. You know, you can't guard me. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sending bodies at you. You know what I'm saying? Left and right. They sent everybody at him. They sent everybody out him. And it just wasn't happening. And then the very next night, the very next night, he dropped 50 on again on the Pelicans. Like, easy. 50 plus, easy. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Sure. And, 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 just, and just watching him, man, he, he just special. And he said after the, uh, after the Pelicans game, he's never been in this type of zone. Like, and he, he, he's never been like this. And for a player, I would assume to acknowledge that, that they've reached another level. That has to be a scary thing for defenders coming in there, hearing him verbally express that in the post-game interview that I know I'm on another level right now. You know what I'm saying? And I just called out the numbers. Yeah. He's basically averaging 47 points a game right now in six games in the National Basketball Association. <laughs> and 10 rebounds to go with it. Right, right. They're going to make the playoffs, man. Like, the Memphis story is great. John Morant is, man, having a hell of a season. Hell of a season. That's a young, fun team to watch. But Portland coming. 
Yeah. And not only should Memphis oh, be concerned, not should, only should Memphis be concerned, but OKC, you should be concerned as well. Because uh, <laughs> they might come up and grab you there. And then Dallas and and Houston. Like they could the, potentially get what? Bike up to like the fifth seed? Five. Five, the fifth seed. They yeah. can get yeah. up there because they on a roll right now, man. And they get healthy. CJ back. Melo still averaging 18. Trevor Reza defensively can't speak on that move enough. That was something I wanted the Lakers to try to entertain, bringing in Trevor Reza. Because it's something to be said, especially in the playoffs, if you got a guy who can guard that perimeter. Because mm-hmm. most players in the NBA who are going to give you problems are on the perimeter. You know, the big man is almost extinct in the league. Even Joel Embiid is shooting 18-foot jumpers. And Al Horford and all these guys, they shooting 18- to 20-foot jumpers. You know, like pounding and pounding and pounding in the paint. That's a lost art these days, especially when you get in the playoffs. You would think it would relive itself there, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. So I, that's Trevor Reza coming to Portland. If you look at that starting five with Whiteside, Reza, Melo, CJ, and Dame, pretty formidable, man. Pretty formidable, man. So, uh, shout out Dame Lillard, man, for just killing everything that's moving right now. All right. So, the all-star team, the uh, the starters and the reserves, everything was um, announced. Also, uh, the format was announced uh, for the all-star. We're going to start with the uh, starters and the reserves, and we want to see if Black thinks if anyone was snubbed. I know I have one snub <laughs> in particular. All right, so Giannis and LeBron James, they um, one and two in votes. Uh, LeBron number one, Giannis number two. All right, so they are the captains team, LeBron team, Giannis, same as they were last year. Uh, the draft is this Thursday, February 6th at 7 o'clock. So they're going to put that on TV, Black. You're going to get the draft. With LeBron and Giannis like they did last year. So that's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, that's dope. I like uh, it from last year. It was very fun last, last year. year. It was yeah, very it was. fun. So to see these guys draft their team will be great as well. So um, your starters are Giannis, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Pascal Siakam, Kimba Walker, and Trey Young. Oh, your starters. All right. Now, your reserves. <laughs> Bam Adebayo out of Miami is going to the All-Star game this year. Jimmy Butler, his teammate, is going to the All-Star game. Rudy Gobert, after all that crying he did last year, they finally let him in to the All-Star game. <laughs> um, who we got? We got Brandon Ingram uh, making his first All-Star game. Nikolai Jokic making his second. Damian Lillard. Going back to the All-Star game, Kyle Larry, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Russell Westbrook is your pool of All-Star players. Black, should anybody not be here? And do you have a snub? Uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 a it's a pretty de- it's a pretty decent feel for the All Star game this year. But um, I feel like uh, I feel like Devin Booker should have been in there this year. Huh. Uh, I think he, I think he got I think he got huh. snubbed this year. I think they could have let uh go bear. They could have left him out, you know, and put Devin Booker in there. But um, cause the kid's been insane. Uh, I love uh Brandon Ingram making it. He yeah, been, I like he, it. I like he, it. He's been hooping yeah. this year, so he he, it's, it's well deserved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I like I like the feel. Other than uh Devin Booker getting left out, um, mm-hmm. it's a pretty it's a pretty decent feel. Yeah, so I agree with you with Book. Book should have definitely been there. I don't yeah, know how you can definitely. average. I don't know how you can average twenty six in the NBA. 
and not be considered one of the best players in the world. I don't also understand how you can average 28 in the NBA, Bradley Beal, yeah. and not be on the all-star team as well. Now, Bam out of Bayou. He's been playing good, D. He's been playing good, but is, yeah. he, is, he, is he more worthy than Bradley Beal? No, he's not. Okay. Uh, Rudy Gobert and uh, DeMontis Sabonis. That's the, that's the guy from the Pacers, Indiana. correct? Yeah. What he been doing? I'm, at, I'm, a, I'm waiting for you to tell me. I didn't know. I didn't. Okay, so yeah. he deserved to be there more than Book or Bradley no. Bill. Now, don't get me wrong now. These guys are having good seasons. Bam is balling. Bam is, so bonus is hooping. But Bradley Bill is almost averaging 30. Like he third in the league and scoring. He's, he's almost averaging 30. Yeah. <laughs> Devin Booker's almost averaging 30. And these guys are not all-stars? Yeah, that's that's crazy. Devin Booker was heartbroken, man. They interviewed Bradley Beal too. Bradley, you could tell Bradley Beal was hot, boy. About the, he was hot about it. He was like, yeah, he said he was basically he was like it's some BS, you know that I'm not an all star, but it's crazy, man. Like the guys that you seeing that send, especially the guy from the Pacers. Like, come on, man. Like Demontis Sabonis having a good year it's, now. It's, it's, not not it's, it's not crazy. riding on him, not dissing him. Not dissing Gobert. We're not dissing anyone. But when you say you want the best players in the world to play in this All-Star game, how do you leave out people? And Bradley Bill is a perennial All-Star. He's been there. He's proven in the NBA, and he's averaging 30. And he's not in the league. <laughs> Devin Booker is a flat-out stud. Yes, borderline superstar in the NBA. Yes, he you is. You would think you would want a talent like that out there. But I guess because Rudy Gobert stood in front of the media last year and cried <laughs> and cried and cried that he should have been on the All-Star team. I guess Adam Silver and the gang was like, hey, let's bless the guy and let's let him on in and get somebody uh, who deserves to be here like Devin Booker to go play in the skills challenge. I think that's <laughs> trash. Yeah. So I don't is. know if they're trying to just even out the field and make sure you got every, a lot of people at certain positions. I really don't know. But that is your though that is your all star pool. So let's get into what the NBA is doing. All right, to honor the Mamba, the legend, and to honor his daughter, uh, Gigi as well. I love the NBA, man. They're such a progressive league. Um, they always they don't stick to the to the to the norm, man. They always do. They all they're always doing something, man, to be entertaining. Just like we said with the draft, you know, with the draft they're doing with LeBron and everything. So here's what's going to happen in Chicago on February 16th uh, for the All Star Game. I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read out the standout things that they're going to be doing during the game. So Team LeBron are going to wear number two in honor of Gigi. All right, and then Team Giannis is going to wear number 24. Every member on the team is going to wear both of those jersey numbers. Team LeBron, number two. Team Giannis, number 24, to honor both of them, okay? Secondly, each quarter will be its own game. So the first quarter, the winner of the first quarter, all that money will go to that charity. Second quarter, same thing. Third quarter, same thing. But the score will remain the same. When you get to the fourth quarter, no matter the score, there will be no time limit, only a shot clock. Of course, 24-second shot clock. The first team to score 24 points will win the game in the fourth quarter. Will win the game, and all of that money in the fourth quarter will go to the charity. So there are going to be four charities for each quarter, all right? And then each, the East, if the East win, whoever is representing that charity, that charity will get the money. All right. But they're not going to leave out if the Western Conference, you know, doesn't win a quarter or the East is not going to win a quarter. All right. But 
the part I love the most about this is there will be no clock in the fourth quarter. No clock. All just, right. Just a shot clock. Just a shot right. clock. Yeah. No clock. So if you don't think these guys are going to come out here and not give it all they have to get to 24 points first to honor this generational legend and Kobe Bryant, you're crazy. I've seen a lot of people dissing this idea, not dissing honoring Kobe and Gigi, but they kind of dissing the idea. I like it. I do too. It's like a park feel, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. when you go to the court, you know what I'm saying? Like, I play basketball all the time. They, <clears throat> we be playing all kind of them. The first of 25, first of 26, we be throwing all, all kind of stuff out there. And then it make it more, it make it more competitive too. It make it more right, competitive right, with right, this feel. Right, like, right, right, right. I'm pretty sure at times in the All Star game, them guys be like, uh, you know, but they, they really don't get serious until the fourth quarter. We see it every year. Yeah, we see it every year in these games. But the way they doing it is making it competitive throughout the game. Right. So I like it, man. So the first three quarters are going to mean a lot. They're going to take the score, like I said. Keep it up there, but you have to score 24 points in the fourth quarter to win the game. So I think I think man, that's, that's a good look. I like that. I, I just like it, man. The NBA, they reacted very fast. Uh, the tribute, uh, they're even going to redesign the jerseys uh, a little bit to kind of honor Kobe um, and everything he had about his brand with Nike. So um, I'm excited to see what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you can read it. You try to understand it. You see whatever they're going to do with the jersey numbers 2 and 24, but I'm just excited to see what it looks like. So the All-Star game will be February 16th. The draft is February the 6th, uh, which is this Thursday coming. And, of course, we'll be reporting next week on it, um, talking about Team Braun, Team Giannis, to see uh, who's going to get it cracking. All right, so before we get out of the NBA, I do want to talk about Zion Williamson for a second. Uh, he's been in the league. Uh, well, excuse me. He's obviously in the league, but he was hurt. He's played six games so far. <laughs> and black. Um, yeah. I remember LeBron came into the league, you know, just this freakish athlete, man. Like the six eight, this guy's running like a cheetah on the floor, jumping out of the gym, just ridiculous. But I ain't never seen nothing like this coming <laughs> out of this type of body. Yeah. A, a six foot seven, 285 pound body doing the things that he is doing. I just want to give one example before I toss it to you and Jimmy. I watched the Nuggets game when they played Denver. Jokic is seven foot tall. He's 265, 70 pounds. Skilled player. Inside, outside. He can do it all. In the fourth quarter, Jokic went up for a rebound, ran out to the baseline, did a pump fake and a step back, and tried to shoot over Zion. Does anyone want to guess what happened to that basketball? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll tell you. That ball ended up in the fourth row. The fourth row. I've never seen that in an NBA game. I've seen Amar Stoudemire swat a ball down, and it went over into the first row. I've seen Dikembe Mutombo swat a ball and it just roll down the other end of the basketball floor. I've seen some crazy blocks in the league, <laughs> embarrassing blocks in the league, but I have never, ever, ever in my life seen somebody during a game, high school, AAU, don't matter, college, Take a basketball and throw it into the fourth row. <laughs> this boy is averaging—he out here averaging almost twenty in six games. He missed the first three months of the season. Yeah, it's crazy, man. He is ridiculously talented, man. 
His athletic ability, I've never seen anything like it on the basketball mm-hmm. floor. And we've been blessed to see a lot of talented, freakish athletes to play basketball. But this right here, I dare anybody to name me another player who you has can't. that kind of gift, man. So what you think about Zion and what he's been doing in his first six games in the league? Man, it's crazy, man. I had a few guys that I worked with, man. So, oh, yeah, man, he going to be a bust and this and that. Y'all some idiots, boy. I'm ha- I'm happy I didn't get on that train with that. But I always said, give him some time here. You know, he going to get it together. But, man, like, <laughs> everything he do is with power. Everything he do. Like, it's crazy to watch him play, man. I was watching them yesterday when they played Houston. And uh, <laughs> um, Lonzo threw, threw him a uh, – not even oh, a man. half court. Oh man! And I don't know what Clint Compella was doing. I was just like, "Oh my God, man!" This and this dude, this dunk that I was like, "Man, this he is crazy." From behind the backboard, I was like, "Clint," and you know, like you say, Clint Compella, like what six eleven? Yeah, six eleven. Yeah. yeah, like he just embarrassed this dude, man. I was like, "This is crazy to watch." And then the the first game that he, the first game, his first game back, man, to. To be his first game back and then come in the fourth quarter and do the things he did, what he scored like, uh, in how many f- points it was? He scored in like the fourth? in the fourth quarter, 12, 12 points in yeah. the fourth quarter. Like, to, to do that and get his team over the top, like being out almost uh, half a season, like, it's crazy to watch. It's crazy, like, but bro. we shouldn't be surprised. We've seen this. At Duke, we've seen this in high school. We see, we've seen yeah, yeah, this. We, yeah, we've seen that. We've seen it, but sure. it's, we, we just know league, it's though? the NBA, and it's it's shocking what he's doing. Like in the league, the, the kid's gonna be a star, man. Super. He's gonna be he's gonna be a superstar in this Super. league, and uh, it's making everything the Pelicans did to get this kid well worth it. Just so you crazy, know, bro. What they did, so just yeah, so man. Crazy. I'm excited, man. Like I want to see him play every week when he plays every game he plays. You know, facts. We got the link, so we able to watch. The sports desk has you know, links. We watch all the every NBA game. games. So, Absolutely. Yeah, man, I'm excited, man, about what this kid is doing. Right. So, um, uh, Jim, <laughs> um, what you just think about it? I mean, I mean, I keep referencing, you know, you, you played a lot of basketball in your day. You've seen a lot at camps and all over the country, all over the world. Like, what do you think about this kid, man? Like, just seeing – you know what he does on the floor. What you think? I'm gonna say two things. The first thing is what you said earlier. For somebody to shoot a jump shot and for him to block it is like that's weird to me. Like it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for someone to even like people don't usually jump to block jump shots from far back. Like it doesn't make sense. Nope. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a strange thing. Like, right. Especially because I'm a type of player that like. Like, I've seen a couple of them at Duke, and these dudes is not shooting little set shots. Like, they jumping. Right. And he, like, it's crazy. Like, right. I've never seen nothing like that. Right. The second thing is, and I don't know if you guys look at this like this, but, like, he's, he's not, he's super strong, but he doesn't play for power. He's kind of quick. Yeah. He's kind of quick. Yeah, like, he he's not fast. He's quick. So, he don't just bully you. He tries to go around you. It just so happens that he's strong. Yeah. So that's like different. Like it's different to play it's defense crazy. on that. Somebody to be quick and move. So then you try to go and then he move you out the way. It's easily. It's, it's weird. It's weird. That's something different. Like LeBron was like that in the beginning too. Right. But not as big because LeBron was kind of smaller. Yeah, but he right, was right. just fast and athletic. Yeah, but he a tank though, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. For somebody to to move past like a first quick first step. So then you like, well, right, I need to go. 
and then you hit him and fill a brick wall, it's like, what? <laughs> and yeah. then jump after that? It's crazy, Like, bro. that's something crazy. different. That really is something different. He's like an alien. Yeah. He's like an yeah. alien. Yeah. That really is. He's like a gorilla. Just, like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, to see him, to see him come in, like, and being out all those games, like, he really don't see no rust mm -hmm. at all. It's like he, and you can tell he been working on that shot. Yeah, why yeah, he been yeah. gone? Yeah, because yeah, that yeah. shot look, it looked better. It's it going looked better in. than it was that dude. It's going in. It's going in. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> uh, this whole thing about Russ and all this, and people was kind of down how he would look. Like they need to shut that up, man. Like this, this he might have a heck of a second half, you know, of the year, man. Like and then this, the first half is almost over, and the things he's doing already, it's crazy to me. Like. If the if the Capellas can if the Pelicans could do something and make a run to get in, they could be a problem. They'll be with tough him out. Playing, they'll be they'll a be tough, tough out. out. They'll be a tough out. Yeah, I I, I agree, man. Um, I can't I can't stop watching the kid. I can't stop watching yeah. him every time they play. Um, I I just want to see what he's doing. How is he moving? Like, how is he doing this? And and, and don't get it. I'm a Duke fan. So I ain't missed no games when he was that dude. I didn't miss any. I watched this, but man, it's kind of like it's 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 crazier now in the league. And I guess because he's, you know, of course you get to the NBA, you you, you playing the world's best. You know what I'm saying? So you got guys out here who are just a, no, no one's as just as athletic as him, but they're very athletic. And for him to do some of the things that he, I'm seeing him doing, I'm always like blinking twice and scratching my eyes. Like, did he just really do that? And then, like you said, the shot is starting to fall. And his shot's only going to get better. He's only played six games. Mm -hmm. Six. Six games, man. So, shout out to Zion Williamson, man. I would love to see the Pelicans make the playoffs. I'll tell you what would be theater. If the Pelicans can, like, somehow get to the AFC and they play the Lakers in the first round. Wow. With, with, with all of that <laughs> talent on the floor, AD, Braun, Zion, B.I., Kuzma, like, that's must-see. You know what I'm saying? Of course, the Lakers are winning five, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, yeah, I said it. The Lakers are winning five, but I would just love to see it, man. So, um, yeah, so that's going to wrap up our NBA. Uh, we're going to be talking a whole lot more NBA now that football is done, and I love it. Um, I'm excited that we could get more in-depth into NBA. Uh, Jimmy, you got anything else you know you might want to add as far as, you know, the NBA, basketball, anything that you might have been having on your brain uh, as far as basketball? You know, we want to definitely use you up while you're here before you go back to Europe. <laughs> um, I think what amazes me is to see what Luca's doing. Yeah. Because Luca, for me, he's 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 kind of special, you know. Word. Um, like I don't get to watch so much, but when I watch him, like it look like he's moving in slow motion. Right. But you can't stop him. Like he know how to read the game, he know how to come off screens, like he knows exactly what he's doing. Right. But they they teach this in Slovenia where he's from. I played there my first two years of my career, which is actually like a blessing because uh, that's where I learned to play okay. my professional basketball. You know what I mean? So I learned a lot from them. Okay. And uh, I used to play with his father, actually. Okay. I used yep. to play with his father. And, um, but the way they teach there, like – prepares you for different things because they're, you know, the European, they're not as athletic as us, right. but they teach them how to, you know, play the game without the athleticism. Right. So to see what he's doing is, is crazy to me. Yes. Like, yes, it's really crazy. In, in the um, world games, Goran said like, yo, Luca going to be the best. And at the time I was like, come on now. <laughs> but, Drag it, yeah. 
Yo, he is killing right he now. He is, bro. He is killing. I he love it, man. I love it just great. to see it, just to see, you know, certain players, you know, change the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he's doing it. Yeah. I love yeah. seeing stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, man. You know, I, I don't get to, like I said, I don't get to watch so much NBA, but um, I like to see a lot of stuff that's going on. I talked to Dedrick uh, the other day about how I think the talent is getting better. Right. Because now the players, we have, like, you guys have the information. Right. And working together with other players and learning different things, like, I think the talent, because, like, you know, in my era, like, there were certain things that we did that now you can, you can stop it. Right. But the stuff they're doing now, there's, like, no defense for it. Like, right. This right. is weird, you know? It's, it's like, crazy. When I look at it, I'm like, yo, how do I play defense on this? Like, Kevin Durant is super tall and shoot a fadeaway. Like, good how luck. do you play defense on this? Good luck. Like, it don't really make sense, you know? Good so, luck, I really bro. think they're getting better, especially for the guards, because in my era, guards wasn't scoring 50 consecutively. You know what I mean? So, to see crazy. that, it's crazy, <laughs> especially with all them threes. Like, Dame is yeah. hitting from everywhere. Like, that's something different to me. It's like, nuts. I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even have the confidence to shoot those shots, to be honest. Like, to come off a screen, to have the big man slide up and to shoot over him, like. Easily. Like, it's weird to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> Most coaches will sub you out, but this dude is hitting them shots. Yep. Like, I think the game is getting better, man. For sure. And, For sure. Uh, I love to see it, you know. Good, man. Good. Yeah, definitely. Hey, yeah. Hey, Jimmy, man, we definitely appreciate your insight on the game. Uh, we're going to have some information uh, for everything that Jim has going on. When we get to the end of the show, he's going to let us know what he's got going on with his business, how he's giving back to the game, and um, just doing great things out there in Europe, uh, out there. All right, so are right, we going to transition into National Signing Day, uh, which is this, uh, what is it, tomorrow, Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. All right, so National Signing Day, and Black got some information of some big-time recruits uh, get ready to go play some college football and some other news. So, Black, let us know what's going on leading up to signing day. Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. This uh, this is my thing, man. I love uh, high school football, national signing day recruiting. Because uh, I'm a big college college football guy, so I love to see who's coming in and who's going to do what. But we're going to run down the uh, the top ten recruiting classes real quick. You got Clemson at number one. Mm. We got Georgia at num Georgia at number two, Alabama at number three, LSU at number four, uh, Ohio State at number five, Auburn at number six, Texas A&M at number seven, Florida at number eight, uh, Oklahoma at number nine, and Michigan at number ten. Man. So that's your top ten uh, recruiting classes for this year. So um, a lot of the kids have already signed in the early period, signing period in December. So it's not really a it's not really a whole lot that's really going on with them, but there are a few uh, names still left out on the table that will be si that will be signing on Wednesday. Uh, some of the top players we have uh, defense. I mean, athlete uh, defense slash defensive end DJ London, number uh, fifty six athlete, uh, number uh, nine hundred and sixty six overall player in the nation. <laughs> What? Uh, he's signing at eight thirty. These are, these are the guys that's left. Oh, okay. We have uh, Broderick Jones, the number two offensive tackle, number eleven overall. He will be making his decision at nine o'clock, uh, nine p nine a.m. in the morning. We have McKinley uh, Jackson, the number nine defensive tackle, number sixty one overall. He will be signing tomorrow as well. 
And then we have Jawan Edwards, the number 21 running back, number 279 overall, will uh, be making his decision as well tomorrow. And we also have the number one running back in the nation uh, that will be signing on Wednesday as well. He's been up in the air. He's been taking visits everywhere. Um, he will be signing as well on uh, Jawan Edwards. I'm sorry. He will be signing. Number on, one what? Running back? Yeah, overall running back. So he will be signing as well. So okay. uh, you guys look out Wednesday on ESPN. It starts at 8 in the morning uh, on ESPN and ESPNU. Yeah. So they'll be have coverage all the way up to like 3 o'clock, 3 or 4 o'clock all day. So National Signing Day is a big thing. Yep. So these are the guys that. You know, win your national championships. Right. You know, your five star, your four stars, your three stars. So this is an exciting time. I'll be locked in all day. I'll be on Twitter all day. You know, uh, uh, letting y'all know who's signing where, especially uh, Florida State. Y'all going to see a oh, lot of that. Yes. So uh, and yes, I'm excited, man. I'm excited uh, about National Signing Day, and my nose are in on some guys that I hope that we can that we can get. Uh, Florida had uh, are in on some big guys as well, so we're going to see what happens on uh happens for National Signing Day. Hey man, you know you guys, if y'all want to get on the Florida State bandwagon now, nah, man, <laughs> we take our applications, man. If you want to get on now, nah, man, when we sign our kids, man, if we we get busy out there, man. Don't be out here, you know, you know, trying to hit us up. I am back. <laughs> <laughs> what it do, baby? I don't want to hear it, man. This is your opportunity now to come get on this Garnet and Gold train. All right, so shout out to Black Man and uh, for giving us all the information. But shout out to all the kids, man. Like shout out to all these kids who get ready to get an opportunity to change their life. You know, to go to college, get an education, and possibly be, not possibly yeah, will possibly be able to create a living for themselves. And reach their dreams and goals, man. So that's the big picture. I know the college and NCAA thing is a big topic. Kids should be getting paid for the name, which I agree with. Kids should be getting played the hoop, which I agree with. Kids should be getting paid to throw touchdowns. I agree with. But at the same time, they are getting a life-changing opportunity. And uh, just shout out to each and every last kid who's going to get a chance to uh, play college football uh, this season. All right, so we're going to transition into the UFC major fight, big fight this weekend. Huge fight this weekend. We're going to transition into that right now. Black, <laughs> the greatest of all time is making his return. All right. Um, I'm going to let you go first. UFC 247. But before you go first, UFC 247 will be this Saturday. All right. Uh, live from the Toyota, Toyota Center in Houston, Texas on pay-per-view. The main event, Undisputed, GOAT. Pound for pound, number one fighter of all time, Johnny Bones Jones at 25 and one. That one loss, of the course, is uh, no contest to the heck. I don't even want to mention his name, all right? So he'll be defending the lightweight strap against undefeated knockout artist Dominic Reyes. Black, what you think going to happen? I need a prediction. On this fight this Saturday night in the lightweight division, will John Jones handle that business, Black? Uh yeah man I think John gonna take care of business mm-hmm. I think uh I think Ray is gonna be game because he's a good fighter he got a lot of power right. I believe if he touched John he could you know worry John a little bit you know something could happen but I don't think he's gonna get the opportunity to do that I think uh I think John uh submits him in the third round oh submission yeah oh I didn't hear you saying that okay cool uh 
I got this going five rounds. I'm just going to keep it real. Um, I'm not really excited about this fight. I'm not excited to see John Jones. Why? John Jones has been boring his last three fights, maybe four. Maybe four of the last five fights he's been boring. Should we go back? <laughs> Should we go back? Yeah. His last fight against, uh, man, San- his last name, Santos, man. Tiago Ti- Santos. Yeah, Tiago Santos. Yeah. The man tore his ACL in his left leg and was winning the fight before he tore his ACL in his leg. And he finished that fight on one leg against the greatest fighter of all time and was tagging John, kicking John with leg kicks, putting it on him. John won that fight by a split decision by a man who had a torn ACL. Previous fight, Anthony Smith. Black, should that fight ever happen? No. That was for a world championship. That went five rounds, and I nodded off three times during the fight. <laughs> the fight before that, okay, he made his return against Gustafsson, got him out of got here him out of there. in the third round. Yeah, the fight knockout. Be- the fight before that, St. Peru went five rounds. Black, do you <laughs> even remember that fight? No, I don't. Okay, so we have the greatest of all time out here oh, not looking like it. He knocked out uh, Daniel Cormier. He stopped I, said four out of la- I said four out of the last five. That wasn't DC. He didn't. He didn't fight he did. DC. Yes, he did. No, nah, no, he, he had fought, got suspended. He, he got fought, suspended. And no, then he, he came he, back and fought. He fought. He, he fought Prue, but after he okay, he give him DC fine. Give him DC fine. Yeah, that's fine, a knockout. Yeah. you have to put DC in sure, there. Sure, that's him, a knockout. Sure, give him DC. Second round knockout. Sure, give him DC. Oh, okay, but I'm just not entertained by John. So here's what I hope happens. I hope Reyes knocks John out and becomes a new light heavyweight champion what? in the second round of this fight. That's what I hope happens because I just don't like John's approach. He used to be a dog, Black. We see John get in there and just maul dudes. I mean, maul them. Get him out of here, submit, KO, TKO, viciously. We ain't seen that, John. We ain't seen him. Now, Rez been talking a lot of trash. He has. And John looks really motivated this fight. So we'll see. But what I think is going to happen, I think John Jones is going to win this fight in five rounds. By decision, John Jones will retain the light heavyweight championship. So, can I ask you a question, Black? Why is John Jones still fighting at light heavyweight? Why is John Jones not moved up to heavyweight? But before you go, but before you go, I want to name a couple of fighters who've moved around a little bit. The Notorious. How many, how many belts has he had at one time? Two. Daniel Cormier. How many belts he had at one time? Two. Amanda Nunes. Two. Hmm. John Jones is one of the greatest ever, right? Mm-hmm. Don't we see fighters all the time jump around on weights? Yeah. It just move, 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 and go back to their weight. Donald Cerrone, Nate Diaz. We see it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Has John Jones ever had a heavyweight fight? Nope. Not one. 205, right? Yeah, 205. So, so you know what I'm ready to do? I'm ready to take that GOAT away. I'm ready to take that GOAT status away from John Jones. Because all the other greats, they go and challenge wherever, whoever, no matter what. And John Jones got something wrong here. And I saw that Area Hawaii interview that he had. And he has this aura about the 205 division, the light heavyweight division. Like, that's it. It's not. It's not it. Why haven't you fought Stipe Miocic? That fight was been supposed to happen. Why, aren't you, why weren't you clamoring to go fight DC when DC was heavyweight champion? You know what that would have did for his legacy? Not only did you rob DC of the light heavyweight strap, you can go up there and take the heavyweight strap from him too. Why haven't you fought Francis Nagano? When that fight was presented to you. Why, why aren't you going to heavyweight? 
and make these matches happen to solidify your stamp as the GOAT. I'm tired of you beating up on these dudes who don't even belong in the cage with you. <laughs> Anthony Lyon Smith should not even been in there. He, he knocked out a 60-year-old Shogun Hua to get a title shot. Mm-hmm. And we had to sit there and watch that? So, John Jones, you can change my mind. You can go in here and you can get rid of Reyes. I'm talking about get rid of him. Get him out. And then step up go fight Steve Miotic for the heavyweight strap. Or welcome Israel Adesanya from 85 to 205. Welcome that. Catchweight fight if you, will, if you would like. I don't care what it is. Fight Adesanya because he's ready to fight. He ready. Mm-hmm. And Adesanya will fight. He's fighting a maniac in Romero. Nobody wants to fight Romero. Nobody. But he is as the champion. So, John Jones, I respect you, dog. You one of the greatest of all time. But right now, you boring me, cuz. <laughs> you boring well, me, cuz. Well, you hard on them, D, man. I just got to keep it real, Black. So, we'll see what happens Saturday night. I hope John loses, but I think he's going to win. And if he does win, hopefully he'll get in there and let us know that he's going to heavyweight next. Because who, do you know any other 205 challengers? No one. Does anyone? It gotta, it, if he win this fight, it got to be 205. Or, like you say, I like to fight with Adesanya at a catchweight. Sure, let's do it. And it don't got to be for a belt, but that's still a super fight. Yeah, it got to be for a belt. And we've seen that super fight, so what's, what it's about right now. Yeah. yeah. We've seen that, right? Yeah. Okay, so John Jones, we'll see. So not to uh, diss everybody else on this card. You got Valentina Shoshenko, probably the second uh, greatest female fighter breathing right now. Uh, she'll be defending her... F- Women, uh, her flyweight strap against Caitlin Chakugan. I've never heard of the young lady. She tough. She, she tough. Okay, she I've never tough. heard of her, man. Yeah, I never heard she of tough. her. And then you're gonna have a nice slugfest at heavyweight. I've seen both of these guys fight on uh, previous cards. Uh, Juan Adams and Justin Taffa. Someone's getting their chin cracked in this fight. All right, so don't blink. This fight probably won't go longer than a round. All right, so that's gonna be a good heavyweight fight. But before we get out of MMA, before we get out of uh, the UFC, we had an interesting altercation take place at a radio show in Miami. Um, I'm going to let you guys hear this clip. We're going to talk about what's potentially to come next. Do something. I'm standing right here. Do something. Do something. Bitch. You make your hand, nah, I'm going to kill you. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Fuck your ass up do and something. all that shit. You talking. All, no, no, no. So I hear you talking. You, you, you got to cast some, bitch. Do something. You got to cast some, bitch. I ain't going to take advantage of you like that. Do something. You come up talking. Do something. Do something. That's what I thought. Little bitch. Little bitch. She talking tough. You don't want to walk it away. What's up? Walked away a little. He pushed you back. You got a cast on, bitch. You lucky. That's the only reason why nothing's happening. Oh, you scared of the cast? That's what I thought. So, so for all those uh, who are wondering, what did you just hear? Okay, so you heard the welterweight champion Kamaru Usman. And superstar in the making, BMF champion, uh, Jorge Masvidal. All right. So this fight has to happen. And Dana White said it is happening. This fight is close to being booked uh, in June, uh, potentially for UFC 250, I think it is, uh, for the welterweight strap, uh, Masvidal versus Usman. Black, what are you thinking about just the potential of this fight? And after seeing Usman and Covington just stand and trade, doesn't this make that doesn't that make that fight more intriguing with Masvidal? Because we know he wants to do the same thing. So, what do you think about just that, just that potential? Well, I don't. <clears throat> it's gonna be a hell of a fight, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be huge. I love this fight, but uh, I don't think 
I don't think Usman stands with Monster Dog, cause <laughs> that power is something serious. I think, but I think, I think Usman's bullies Monster Dog, uh, on that ground, man. He gets him on the ground, beat him up. Usman is a big dude. Huge. He's a he's a two he's a two o five er like Humongous. he's big. He could like he could def he could definitely fight at two o five if he yeah. wanted to. But I don't think he want to stand with Masvidal when they fight. Right. Uh, he know that he has power. We know uh, we know Uzma has hands too. But you fought Kobe Covington, like okay, what whatever. He he don't have a whole lot of power in his hands. Nah. But you don't want to stand stand with Masvidal. But I think if this fight happens, he'll bully him, get him to the ground, and beat him up badly. I don't even think it'll it'll be close because that's what's going to happen like he'll be stupid to stand with Mazadal in this fight but we didn't see Mazadal do some spectacular things in in fights so Never we'll know. see what happened man I'm excited about this fight yeah. I kind of wanted it to be Connor and Mazadal but they're going another route with that so it, it's cool and uh, this is the next best best fight to make I agree. This is this fight has to happen. I was all for Masvidal and McGregor fighting next. I was all for it. But Dana has to keep this thing organized. And Masvidal, as hot as he is, has to fight for a title. You just can't skip over a potential championship fight to go fight Conor McGregor. So I'm 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 with this. I like what Dana's doing. And um I think this is gonna be an epic fight. Probably wanna the biggest fights of the year, you know, mm-hmm. if when it gets booked. I mean, UFC's had a really good start to the year. They have. And a great closeout to 2019. And making fights like this um, is going to keep this sport growing, man. I know a lot of people who don't even know the names of these fighters when they get into the cage. But everyone who I've ever been, everyone that I have ever been around who's watched a UFC event, they are left entertained. They are left entertained. They want more. You know, I get people just randomly hit me out of the blue who are not even fans of the sport. Hey, who fighting next? You know, because they just want to see a good fight. Mm-hmm. And if Masvidal and Usman get booked, like I know that it will, man, be ready for something special, man. Hey, I know we was talking like a, a, <clears throat> we was talking a couple weeks ago, and if this fight get made, man, this might be the one, depending on where we got to go to. Yeah. I agree, man. I, 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 I agree. Depending this on where this might fight have is, to I would, be the one. I would love to be there for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to be there for that. So we'll we just gotta wait on the UFC to uh you know let us know what's gonna be popping. All right. All right. So we're getting ready to wrap up the show here. All right. Uh, we got some other news and we're gonna get out of here. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Russell Westbrook, all right, he recorded a triple-double, all right, against every team in the NBA. Every single team. There's only one Jimmy over there laughing because <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> There's only one other player to do that as well with Russell Westbrook. Can we guess who that is, Black? Uh, LeBron James. Absolutely. LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are the only players to record a triple-double against every organization in the NBA. Outstanding. Trade news, trade news, all right? Clint Capella is on the trade block for the Houston Rockets. Boston Celtics say they want him bad. Wow. They want him bad. They don't believe they're going to be able to land Kevin Love because they don't They don't know, they don't want to give up the pieces that Cleveland is looking for to acquire Love, and they're going to go after Capella. And you know what? Clint Capella fits Boston more than he fits in Houston. They move the ball around, and Brad Stevens is a great coach. Harden and Westbrook being so ball-dominant. You don't really see Capella's true uh, talent out there because he's just subject to shot blocking and rebounding. And he's an athlete. Capella can do a lot, man, so we'll see what happens there. 
So Tom Brady is going to be on the market in another five days, okay? And uh, we got a couple people, a couple teams coming out saying we want them, and we want them now. Uh, first off, the Patriots said we're going to we're willing to offer Tom Brady thirty million dollars a year to stay with us and close out his career. You got the Oakland Raiders basically saying Derek Carr, thank you for everything, but we want you out here in oh, excuse me in Las Vegas, being the face of our franchise, open up our brand new stadium. Then you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers say they are prepared to give Tom Brady forty million dollars a year. A potential two-year, $80 million contract that the Tampa Bay Bucks could be offering Tom Brady. Basically telling Jameis Winston, maybe you can go play for the Patriots. Wow. So, Tom Brady, I didn't think that we would get I didn't either. all these teams. This is crazy. And then they talking about throwing wild money that's to bring crazy, Brady in. Man. But that's what he means, though. Everything he's done, that's and, what he means. And I heard that he sold his house sold for like forty million dollars yeah. in Massachusetts. Yeah. So he's living out in California right now. Yeah, like, so we'll see. It's, it's crazy we'll what's see. going on. All right, so uh, let's see. Are the Dallas Cowboys really going to tag Dak Prescott? It's getting ugly in Dallas, and as a Cowboys fan, I don't like to hear this, man. Shout out to the WNBA. They are finally getting a union. They are finally getting a union in the NBA. And they deserve it, man. They deserve a union in the NBA and the WNBA as far as money, as far as uh, uh, exposure, as far as I see. I read the article on Bleach Report. Do you know? Do you know that a lot of these WNBA teams, when they travel, let's say, let's say the Atlanta, the team in Atlanta, let's say they got to go to Washington. You know they don't fly. You know they take buses. That's crazy. You know they take buses, and then you have teams in the NBA who. Have private yeah. private yeah. planes, but the Hawks play in Atlanta too. So why can't the Storm use the Hawks' plane? They play in their same arena. I just when I read stuff like that, like I just found it like crazy, man, that that's happening. So the WNBA they got the union, and that's a big move, man. So hopefully that works out for them. So shout out Derek Jeter and Larry Walker, who were named to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Derrick Jeter was not a unanimous vote to get in. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, yeah, whoever, that's crazy. This, whoever this dude is who got a credential for a Hall of Fame that didn't vote Jeter in, he needs to be removed. He's an ass. He needs to be let go. Yeah, yeah he's an ass. You said it right. He needs to be removed. <laughs> All right. Uh, Felipe Franks, for, former Florida Gators quarterback, is headed to Arkansas. They're going to be absolutely trash with him there. Uh, but shout out Felipe for getting to extend his career at the University of Arkansas. He wanted to go to Washington State with Mike Leach, but Leach is now headed, well, he's now at Mississippi State. Mm. So Felipe to Arkansas. And a little Jaguars news. We got to give the team a little bit. Uh, Jay Gruden. Is a new offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Fred went on a complete rant on Twitter. The tweets are so vile, I cannot read them on air. The stuff <laughs> that Fred was saying about the Jaguars hiring Jay Gruden. All right, man. So that's all of our news uh, that we have, other news that we got out there. Things to watch for, UFC 247 this Saturday. Uh, NBA Saturday night, Lakers at Warriors now. People been thinking they can run over the Warriors, man, but those guys are playing hard, man. Draymond got those kids playing hard, man, and waiting waiting on Seth to return. Seth came out last week and said he will return this season. He will return in March when he is clear. He just got the cast off. He got a soft cast on now, and he's back out there shooting with the team. So he say he's coming back. He's not going he to he do it like that, and I respect that. You know, if you're healthy, you're a $200 million player, play. Yeah. Play, dog, so he'll be back. So – 
Yeah, so that's pretty much everything. But before we get out of here, uh, I got my man Jimmy. Y'all been hearing him all on the show. He's doing a lot of great things, and uh, I just want him to kind of let us know what he has going on, everything he's doing. Um, he's doing such a great job, you know, after basketball, and just want to give Jimmy the opportunity to let us know what he got going on, man. Uh, yeah, now I just stopped playing this year, like I said, and I'm uh, doing a lot of personal training over in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. And um, I have camps in the summer. I have two camps, actually. And uh, we're doing really well. Um, I'm trying to actually work on getting some American kids coming. We have kids from, you know, different countries, but we want some American kids coming. If anybody's interested in that, you know, definitely holler at me. Um, I have a website, jimmyhunt.com. You can check that out. It's a lot of information on there. Also, um, you know, I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Jimmy Hunt on there. You can contact me for any information you want. I know it's a little tougher because I'm not from here, so I don't have a name here. But, um, you know, you can check out all my information and see what I'm about. And if you're interested, we'd love to have you. Also, one thing I wanted to say, um, because we haven't really worked everything out now, mm-hmm. but um, we're organizing an exposure camp. For all the guys that um you know are out of college and looking for that professional you know uh, chance. Okay. And uh, what I've seen since I've been to Jacksonville, there's a lot of players there. Yeah. A lot of talent here, and they just need the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So uh, situations like exposure camps, I used to not like in the past, but okay. now that I see that there's so much talent that don't get a chance, mm-hmm. you know why not? You know what I'm saying? Why not invest in yourself? Come over there, be ready. And uh, what we're trying to do is, like, uh, you know, I have a lot of coaches that I was cool with, that I played with, that I'm friends with. Okay. You know, we're inviting them to the camp. We got everything set up with the gym and everything. So, uh, like I said, if you guys are interested in something like that, for sure, check me out. Yes. You can write me on um, Facebook mm-hmm. or my personal email, jimmyhunt at gmail.com. It is J-I-M-M-I-E. So like I said, a lot of those guys that are here that, that you know, are looking for the opportunity, I think this would be a great, great chance for you. Um, you know, because it doesn't have to end now, you know. A lot of guys, when you get out of college, you're kind of wondering what's going to happen if you don't get to the NBA. It doesn't have to end. So if you want the opportunity, definitely, definitely write me. For the kids, I think that's a big, big um, opportunity also. So you need to talk to your parents about that because uh, they get a chance to play in Europe and see Europe and play different players and learn. I think that's a crazy, crazy opportunity. I played in Belgium uh, when I was 14 for this uh, USA something. I forget, to be honest, because I was so young. But it was cool, man. We got to play Tony Parker and Paul Gasol and just so many players. And it was interesting to see, like, where you're at Right. talent-wise, and see the Europeans, how good they are. So I think it's an amazing experience. I had the most fun ever playing in that tournament. So, That's what's up. Uh, if you guys want that opportunity, like I said, check me out because you don't know much about me, but check out my website, jimmyhunt.com, and then you can see everything from there. Right, man. Hey, that's huge, man. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna get all Jimmy's information, and I'm gonna get. Uh, and I'm gonna post it on our Instagram page, um, and we're gonna put links and everything in there, so uh, you guys can go and y'all can hit the links and uh, take advantage of it, man. You know, uh, Jimmy's one of the most humble uh, guys I've ever met. Uh, very passionate about what he does, and you can trust Jimmy. You know, what I'm saying he's really for the people. He's really for helping. And um, I think everything that he has going on, man, he's he's just going to take off with it, man. So I'm not just saying that because this is my wife's brother. 
Uh, but I got a lot of love and respect for Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? All the years that I've known him, he's doing great. He's doing great. And uh, we're going to support him here at the sports desk. So anytime you want to get any information or any messages off Jim, hey, just shoot it my way, man. And we're going to announce it right here on the sports desk, man, because your family, I love you. And we're going we gonna to hold it down. All right. So um, Black, you got anything, baby, before we get out of here? Yeah, man. Um, I know we didn't get to say it when we was talking about the uh, awards, but shout out to Calais Campbell for being the man of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, that's a big deal. Huge uh, deal. So shout out to him yep. and everything he does, he, he does here in Jacksonville in the community. Yeah, so man. shout out to him. Shout out to um, Being man of, man of the year. Yeah, that's a huge honor too, man. Yeah, it is. So it shout is. out to Calais Campbell, man, for that for sure. All right, guys, this has been episode 41 of the Reduced Slush Action Sports News Desk. And normally we play our little Bray Wyatt spiel, man, but I just feel like laughing a little bit more before we get out of here. So um, I'm going to play this little clip, man, and we're going to catch y'all later, man. Don't you know no good? Don't you know no good? Don't you know no <laughs> shout out your boy man all right man we'll catch y'all later uh hit us up on instagram hit us up on twitter uh at reduce lunch sports on instagram we're gonna post the clips there you can catch me uh Deja Higgs jr on twitter y'all hit me there with all your opinions and everything black where they can catch you at yeah you can catch me on twitter and instagram at black enl3 Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We'll catch y'all later, man. Appreciate all support and love. You. Yeah.